quarantine and welcome to Dawson's Critique. I'm Erin Hensley. And I'm Julia Callahan and we are two former college roommates and current BFFs who have loved Dawson's Creek since episode one first aired on the WB all those years ago. Join us for this spoiler-free podcast as we break down one episode every week. We'll reminisce about our memories of the show and tell you stories of how Dawson's Creek defined our generation. Today we discuss season three, episode 21, Show Me Love. Okay. This is a real trip, this episode. But but shockingly, written by Liz Teagler and Holly Henderson. Liz Teagler is like she's done so much dope shit okay i'm gonna put out for the for the record that i would like to be interviewing liz tegler for this um for this exact show because i want to talk to her i don't know quite what she did on this on dawson's creek uh-huh um i can't quite tell like well she was in the gina said she was in the writer's room right because remember your favorite line in season four Yes. It has to do with Liz. Yes, of course I remember that. Um, but also I can't I feel like I I looked her up on IMDb and I can't tell on her credits. Like the only credit she has is writing this episode. Oh. So I have questions. Um mm. Liz Tegler went on from this to create Life Unexpected, yeah, starring Kerr Smith and Sherry Appleby, which Aaron and I used to have a weekly phone call about when yeah. you had moved back to Southern California and I was still in santa cruz mm-hmm. she also aaron wrote for nashville yeah i know I and know. of course created and executive produced uh little fires everywhere yes starring josh jackson and tidy whities that i know as well <laughs> <laughs> mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. um Holly Henderson, the other writer, wrote for Smallville and Batwoman and a bunch more. She writes for Batwoman right now. Mm. The dir- Smallville, so that's relevant <laughs> to your current interest. I mean, Allison Mack, I have a whole fucking <laughs> lot to say about. Um, but hit me up online where I yell about Nexium. Um, okay. <laughs> at, at Pesty1079. Uh, so directed by Morgan J. Friedman. Yeah, and... That name you might know from 16 and Pregnant. Okay, girl. I was like, listen, not not Morgan Freeman. We This man is the white Morgan Freeman. Mm-hmm, he mm-hmm. went on to produce Aaron's favorite shows of the aughts, <laughs> 16 <laughs> and Pregnant and mm-hmm. Teen Mom. <laughs> I know. Like, those are the best reality shows of the aughts, I think. I Well, I <laughs> it's like, it's a tear. Mm, yeah. I, I hear you. I hear you. I've only ever watched them with you in hotel rooms. Yeah. And they are it's real. It's such a good hotel show. It is a good hotel show. <laughs> <laughs> They're a ride. Um, and he, he was also an executive producer on Laguna Beach, it seems yeah. like. Or a producer. Yeah. yeah, he must have had a deal with MTV. Yeah. Laguna Beach was a real time and place. Um, okay. <laughs> so this one originally aired on May 10th, 2000. The description from Wikipedia. As Capeside prepares for their annual regatta, Dawson and Pacey compete to win, although Dawson selfishly tries to make Joey the prize and comes close to physically injuring Pacey in the process. She scolds him for it and tells both boys that she is not worth fighting over. After many weeks of deliberating, Gail finally makes things happen with Mitch. Jen and Henry, reeling from another fight, spend a romantic night together on the roof of the restaurant. 
that's it. That's all I have okay. to say. <laughs> Nothing Once about again, Andy. The McPhees are like just like little minor notes, I guess. Yeah. Nothing about Andy or Jack. I mean, Jack's not in it that much. Um, okay. May 11th or my history's mysteries. May 11th, 2000. India's population reaches 1 billion. Wow. Let me tell you, I've been to India in 2005. Uh, you can feel that. That is palpable that there are a billion people there. I believe it. Yeah. I mean, I've been to China and I felt the same way. Yeah, exactly. Um, May 13th, 2000, Millennium Force opens at Cedar Point Amusement Park in Sandusky, Ohio, as the world's tallest and fastest roller coaster. All right. There you go. Sandusky. Mm-hmm. Um, number one movie still for the second week is Gladiator, starring Russell Crowe. Mm-hmm. Okay, girl, the number one song is Maria Maria, but I want to just tell you the full top 10 list because like, we were living <laughs> in 2000. All right. Okay. Number one, Maria Maria. Number two, He Wasn't Man Enough by Tony Ugh. Braxton. Fuck yeah. Number three, Breathe by Faith Hill. Yes, yes, yes. Number four, Thong Song by Cisco. <laughs> oh my God. <laughs> Ooh, that dress so scandalous. Um, mm-hmm. Number mm-hmm. five, Say My Name by Destiny's Child yes yes number six so good that song is great destiny's child man number six i try by macy gray yeah number seven bye 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 by in sync damn number eight everything you want by vertical horizon (laughs) (laughs) number nine be with you by enrique iglesias oh yeah and number 10 amazed by lone star I wow. mean, listen, this was not a bad I week mean, for us. That just sounds like my prom. My junior it was, prom. Was, <laughs> I mean, I, I'm guessing. It was probably this week. Your or junior something. prom was right around this time. And all those songs made an appearance. Except for maybe Amazed by Lone Star. Eh, yeah, yeah, yeah. No, I bet there were country people who liked it at your high school. Mm, like the like, maybe, maybe. The suburban yeah. country. Like, yeah, yeah, yeah. 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 Um, okay, Aaron, before we start, I would like to welcome our listeners to Mariah Carey season. Um, uh, <laughs> here we are in the middle of it. You know, I usually hate Christmas music, but I think this year, because I won't be going inside anywhere and hearing it like at nauseum. Yeah, I, I'm going to be excited every time I hear it, I think. And, and listen, I worked at a a corporate restaurant for many years Mm -hmm. um and had to work you know at this point and we were not allowed to play anything but christmas music from the day (laughs) after thanksgiving until christmas um and so i have some real trauma around christmas music there's a particular i'm gonna tell y'all there's a particular jingle bells that barbara streisand sings yes i said that those words all in combination together (laughs) that is like a I mean, it's that's a traumatic experience, and um, you should all look it up because it's hilarious, but it's bad. It's so bad. And it played like four fucking times a day. Yeah, that's the thing is that you just hear the same songs over and over, oh and it kind of makes your like eyes start twitching. Oh, my just God. Like, Ugh. And I, I don't know. I just don't like capitalism. Like same same girl same. I was raised by like my religious upbringing was by Jesuits who were like, I mean, 
we this is the day we celebrate Christ's birth, but like we all know why would they have the census in December? Like Christ right. was born in the summer. Yes. So like this is a total scam to like compete with like pagan holidays. Yeah, absolutely. Absolutely. Okay. Um anyway, but Mariah Carey's All I Want for Christmas is You is the greatest Christmas song of all time and the only one I allow. Um Yeah, I mean so- that album does hold up. I mean, seriously, seriously. Mm-hmm. Uh, so, Aaron, we open with Nick Kershaw's wonderful song, Fiction, um, or we're supposed to open with it, which I guarantee you, if you heard the chorus, which I will play underneath this, um, that you would be like, oh, my God, this chorus. <laughs> I know this exactly. But this, okay, so we open in Dawson's room, which yeah. is the first time in, like, how I don't even know many how many episodes. episodes. But then there was a song playing on the streaming, and I'm like, have I heard this song in another episode or have I watched this episode too much? Um, I think B let me, okay. it's hang on. It's right in front of me. Landmine by the whereabouts is the song that's yes. in the streaming. Step into your landmine. We've heard this one before. Oh, okay. Okay. But anyways, I didn't look it up, but yeah. sorry, listeners. <laughs> Whatever. I'm sure y'all screaming at the fucking, at your headphones but right now. We're going to get a montage. <laughs> we're, Starting off with Dawson <laughs> holding Aunt Gwen's terrible painting, which you can now get on a t-shirt or a throw pillow. <laughs> from You're welcome. Our, from ours. You're welcome. <laughs> and he's just holding it, looking at it. Like he's in his desk. <laughs> Why is he doing that? I don't know. It's the saddest montage because basically yeah. everyone is bummed the fuck out. Yeah. Dawson's so unhappy in his room. <laughs> yeah, we're in his room while he's staring at the worst, your favorite worst painting and mm-hmm. like I guess in deep and thought about like little girl Joey. Yeah. And then we go over to Joey where she's looking at the wall, like contemplating what she's going to paint. Mm-hmm. Then we go to Pacey and he's washing his boat. And then, oh shit, Jen has a stalker. Yeah. <laughs> Jen is like leaving Graham's house. Where oh, he- that reminds me. Uh. There were a few listeners who said that this episode is triggering for them because they've had stalkers. So I should have said this at the top, but trigger warning. Okay. Content warning. Yeah, truly, uh-huh. truly Henry stalks Jen in this episode. Yeah, there is stalker stuff in it's, this. I meant to say that earlier. <laughs> <laughs> okay, thank you. Um, so Henry's in the front yard with a sign that says, Jen Lindley, will you please forgive me? No adults think that this is behavior that needs to be addressed. Oh my God. We're going to get into that. <laughs> <laughs> but so Jen goes back in the house and then Graham sees it and she walks like she's like not stoked. Yeah. And she walks right back into the house and then Graham's is there just like <laughs> she gives Henry this look like, oh, she'll come around. Yeah. I like, hate it. Thank you. I hate this. Then we go to Dawson at school who mm-hmm. sees Pacey and gives him the stink eye and Pacey yeah. looks like mad slash bummed. Yeah. And then at the cafeteria, Joey gets her food and she can't sit with Pacey and she can't sit with Jack because he's sitting with Andy Mm -hmm. and she can't sit with Dawson. So she sits alone like everyone's alone except for Jack and Andy. Yeah. And I will say like even Dawson and, you know, like it seems like Jack and Andy didn't choose a side. Right. Right. Even though like you could see how maybe Andy might choose Dawson's side. Yeah. Because she's mad at Pacey, but they don't, which I did appreciate, to be honest. Same, same. I think that's a good point. I think like the fact that that Andy is not and Jack aren't sitting with Dawson and Mm -hmm. Pacey all alone, I think is. Yeah. Which was the narrative they had in the last episode. It's like 
Casey won't have any friends. Right, right, right. Sure. So then we go to the wall where Joey's wall where Pacey, um, the the one that Pacey rented for her. And she's Mm -hmm. just like sitting, looking at it. And like Dawson comes up behind her. But before we discuss any of that, we need to discuss this outfit, um, (laughs) which is a full Texas tuxedo. In the same hue, denim, same hue of mm-hmm. denim. From Joey's in Texas tuxedo this whole episode. Yeah, yeah, but, yeah. But this this one's like a real treat because it's the it's the same jacket with the patches on it, mm-hmm. and then the same hue of jean. They're boot cut, so they flare a bit, and then they have this like fabric t- like around the bottom, the like bottom. Oh, cuff. I didn't even notice that. Do you I remember those pants? About. Those were a look. <laughs> those were. I mean, they were everywhere in the nineties. Yes. They were also yeah. everywhere. I think in the nineteen seventies. Um, yeah, yeah, yeah. And then, no, I and think then, that's when the where they were getting their reference point from. Yeah, yeah. The, in the, I made in a the, lot of bad fashion choices, but luckily that was not one of them. Yeah same same girl same um so joey like tells dawson like look i don't want to talk about pacey and like dawson's like no well good i don't want to talk about him either mm-hmm. and he's like look like and I, I i like this because he kind of like came at joey in the last episode like yeah. we're not friends anymore yeah so dawson's coming up to her and he's like look i've decided like i need you in my life i i want you in my life like mm-hmm. you're the most important thing to me uh-huh. and she's just kind of like oh like i don't know what about pacey yeah and he's like fuck pacey you're the only one important to me <laughs> which is bullshit and fuck yeah and it's like hard because you can see how like joey just has this intense amount of guilt because yeah. she doesn't like that she is affecting pacey's life yeah she doesn't like that she's come between these two friends like Mm -hmm. and and it's not like i don't mean that in like a scandalous like she's come between two friends kind of way but just like like this shit happened and like she kind of is in the middle of this yeah like if someone were to ask pacey like why aren't you friends with dawson anymore like the answer would be joey potter and Mm -hmm. she doesn't like being in that position right and like joey's like you know I need this relationship with you. And Dawson, Joey's or Dawson says, I need this relationship with you. And Joey's like, I don't know. Like, how can we do that? Like, yeah. Like, I I don't know how you see (laughs) us just like going back to movie night, going back to like all these things, especially after you flung this like really big ultimatum at me, you know? Right. And he's like, no, definitely. We can, you know, like we don't have to go back to the way it was. We can totally move forward. Yeah, move forward. But like, you know, I don't know. I'm like, how? Like, you basically banned Joey and Pacey from seeing each other if Joey wants to be your friend. And like, yeah, like, I mean, it's hard because like, I want to give him space because I think he realizes that he lashed out in anger and he needs to like, apologize and kind of try to make amends. But again, my problem with Dawson through always is like, I don't hear him say I'm sorry. I don't hear him like actually having like a like listening to her. Absolutely. Like she's like, I don't see how we can move forward. And he's like, yeah, come over for a movie night. Why don't we go for a walk? Like, why don't we just like, yeah, "Yeah, we'll have a picnic. And you're like, what? That's (laughs) like not what she wants. And that's also you don't even have to infer what she wants. That's also not what she's saying she wants, you know? Absolutely. Yeah. It's it's hard. And, um, she just kind of like looks forward and she's like, all I want to do right now is paint my wall. Mm. And he just calls her bluff. Yeah. Well, he's like, like, 
it's a freestanding invitation whenever you want yeah he's like how how like anytime you want to come and like you know be here um like i'm here basically and like i don't know i don't know if i should give away my full feelings on this episode but like dawson is not my favorite person (laughs) (laughs) you'll hear it i have a lot of rage this episode i like we're trying to be calm right now we're trying to be calm right now i'm so sorry Uh, yes so i do have tequila so we might get a little too into it i have whiskey (laughs) i'm an irish woman with whiskey and that is a combination but Um, the opening it was a good open it kind of like sets out where all the players are at you know and i like that we see this like this beat of like these people have like this has blown their group apart yeah like there Um, are repercussions to this situation absolutely absolutely so we go to the waterfront where we see that there's the cape side regatta yeah we find out there's a regatta okay yeah (laughs) over under on if we'll ever see this regatta again yeah um so and laying out like a flag that says like leary's fresh fish Uh uh and mitch walks up to gail and he's like oh shit and gail's like i'm a businesswoman (laughs) (laughs) gail's like look i made an arrangement with pacey weeks ago like he's you know he's sailing in the contest and we're flying and he's flying our flag and like it's good advertising and so but it's done business business yeah and And mitch is just like in light of what's happened yeah and like it's I do think Mitch is being a good dad, you know? (laughs) Okay, that's interesting. I think Mitch is being fucking stupid. But okay, I'm hearing you. Yeah, I mean, because he's like, he doesn't say anything. He's just like, I wonder how Dawson will feel about this, you know? Like, I don't know about this, you know? Yeah. And Dawson walks up and he's like, how am I going to feel about what? And Gail's like, oh, honey, like, I'm sorry, but like, I offered to sponsor Pacey like a month ago in the race. And like, you know, it's really good for business. So like, if you know, I don't really want to see like you lose a friend, you know, but like after everything that's happened and Dawson's like, I'm fine, I'm fine. (laughs) (laughs) So here's my thing is that like, you know, Gail, like Mitch is when Mitch kind of goes in light of everything that's happened, like, what are you going to like, what are we doing? And like, I feel like Gail is the voice of reason where she's like, it's a boat race. Like it is not like, this is not some like life or death thing. I mean, I just, if I put myself in Dawson's shoes and like I was in this situation and my parents were like, I don't know, I, I would be like upset about that for sure. I don't know. I don't think I would be. I'd be like, whatever, man. <laughs> Do whatever. But like, I don't know. My uh, so m- anyway. So Mitch, Mitch is like, well, you know, we can just like pull out of the race. Like it'll be fine. Or like, you know, we can pull out. It'll be fine. And Dawson's like, no. Like I get it. It's important to the restaurant. He's uh, not just so like calm though. <laughs> I mean, my thing is like that is Dawson the actual is response. Completely unbelievable though. I no, agree. He, he's like it's it's good for the restaurant. Like and yeah. in his tone, it's like seething, and it's like he's totally. like trying to put on this act towards his parents, you know, totally. and like I don't know. 
Yeah, it's I weird. mean, it's a weird situation, but uh, it is. Dawson's like, fine, I'll take the banner to Pacey myself. That's how fine I am about it. Well, because Gail actually like gives him some actual parenting advice and like, look, like what Pacey does did like wasn't cool, but like I don't want you to lose your best friend. Which I'm like, yeah. I mean, like I don't know. I try to think about I, I try to think about my own high school experience and how involved or uninvolved my parents were in like high school drama. Do you know what I mean? And then how involved yeah. or invo- uninvolved other people's parents were. Like, I definitely had a friend whose mom was like way too invested in everyone's high school fucking shit. Right. You know, and I and I, I just feel like <sighs> I feel like the thing that makes me uneasy about this scene with Mitch and Gail is I was like, what line are we on? Like, where is the line for this where it's like this is like some high school friendship that like you guys have to figure out like it's not that that stuff is unimportant it is but like you have to figure it out and like we're here to give you advice but like i we can't like jump in and you know yeah no it's super hard and i think that's why mitch and gail kind of wear on me this episode you know they have already a weird dynamic and vibe. And so like you, they didn't see what happened that the reveal of, um, you know, Pacey and Joey. So this indicates that Dawson told them about it, right. you know? And so that means that they only know his perspective and his totally. point of view. Um, so that is why they're giving the advice and, and, you know, coming at it from the way that they're coming at it yeah. because they've only heard Dawson's point of view. Yeah, totally. So Dawson takes the banner to hand off to Pacey and like... And Do you then, think it's going to go well? Do you think he's fine? <laughs> no. Because of course it doesn't. Because P- Dawson hands it off and like flat out tells him that like if he wants... Like Pacey's like, if you want me to drop out, like you're going to actually have to ask me to drop out, Dawson. Like... Yeah, like Pacey's pretty much like, you're going to have to use your words here. Kid. <laughs> yeah, like you you're going to actually have to tell me how you're like, feeling I, about this. Like, I know your vibe. I know <laughs> you because I've been trained to, like, interpret what you think. But mm. if you want me to quit, you're going to have to fucking say so. Yeah. And Dawson's just like, well, do what you want. And Yeah. And, and Pacey... So- Casey tries to explain himself and he's like, look, man, I'm just trying to, I was just trying to help your mom out. Like, you know, (laughs) and Dawson's like, oh yeah. Like the way you help Joey out. Okay. Okay. (laughs) I know Dawson's being a shithead right here, but like, also that doesn't make any sense. Like, what does that mean? (laughs) Well, it it doesn't mean anything. And that's the the point of it. I think is that Dawson is making everything Pacey does about him and his relationship with Joey like he's has tunnel vision right no totally and that's I mean that's like my thing is I was like Joey like you're just dropping a fucking flag off bro like Joey doesn't have anything to do with this yeah and Pacey's like come on man like this is ridiculous but like at least you're mad at the right person right you're not mad you're not like yelling at Joey anymore yeah and then Dawson goes you know like everyone else may buy your chivalrous self-deprecating crap, but not me. And I'm just like, fuck man. Like, look, episode two, was it 16 where Dawson's birthday, where he like yells at Pacey. Yeah. Yeah. And Pacey somehow continues to be friends with him after Dawson telling him that he wishes Pacey was a fuck up still because like it makes Dawson feel better about himself. Like I I just, I don't, I still am hung up on like how you get past that episode, but like, look at this. Dawson is now like mad that Pacey is not a piece of shit. 
Yeah, I mean, it's hard because I've always felt this way, but Dar- Dawson thinks he gets to define what good guy is. So he's like, everyone else falls for your shit, but I don't. So therefore, you're not a good guy. Right. And it's like, well, I don't know. The, <laughs> the consensus is saying that he's a good guy. Then, like, maybe he is. Maybe he's a good guy. You know, hmm. like, do we believe in democracy here? Like, you know, <laughs> like, come on. And, yeah. and so this particularly and like as we go on is so problematic because Dawson's like nope I'm a good guy everything I do makes me a good guy because I am a good guy and I get to define what a good guy is and Pacey is not a good guy and it's it's really really hard it's hard to watch it's hard Mm -hmm. to I mean yeah so we go then to the waterfront where Bessie and Joey are arguing because Joey does not want to cook pancakes at the registration table for their yeah. Potter B&B sponsorship, <laughs> which I cannot blame her for. I know. And Bessie's all business, too. And she's like, all if business. you don't cook pancakes, how are they going to know we fucking sponsored this shit? <laughs> yeah. Potter. <laughs> so there's they're like arguing about this and they look up and they see the Leary's fresh fish that's very hard to say yes Leary's fresh fish flag um and it is like going up Joey's on Casey's bow face lights up she's, she's like, like oh my god thank god she like breathes a sigh of relief mm. and she's like oh my god and Bessie's like oh my god I hope it's a sign that they're like talking yeah. you know yeah. and Bessie's like so what about you Joey have you mended any fences what's going on <laughs> yeah. girl let's dish yeah and Joey's like well Dawson came by, but it doesn't feel right to be friends with him after like the way he treated Pacey. Yeah. Like him and Pacey aren't friends. So like, why do I get to be his friend? Yeah. And Bessie gives actual good advice. It may be the last good advice Bessie gives in this Mm -hmm. episode, but she gives really good advice here, which is let Dawson and Pacey take care of Dawson and Pacey. And I'm like, Joey girl, have that tattooed on you somewhere. Cause you need to remember that shit. Um, yeah, I mean, I completely agree. I think <laughs> that like she doesn't need to sort out their friendship. Yeah. But I also think what Joey's saying is accurate. Like, it's not fair for her to have made Pacey sacrifice. So, I mean, they host like they made this decision yeah. together, but they both sacrifice so much. And then for her to like then turn back and be friends with Dawson, you know, like her instinct of being like, that's not fair. I'm like, that's right, girl. Oh yeah, absolutely. I agree with that a hundred percent. But also like, don't get in the middle of this shit. No, no, no. But also, yeah, you're not going to be able to fix anything. Like they have to fix it themselves. Absolutely. <laughs> yeah. Um. Okay. So then we go to Graham's house where Jen, Andy and Jack are helping with flowers for the event. Mm-hmm. And Jen's like doing the, I, he loves me. He loves me not thing. And like, definitely not paying attention yeah and it's she's got pigtails so oh so she's gonna that behave means, out of character for yes. this episode yeah, yeah 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 um and boy does she um yes. and so jack then announces that he's terrible at flowers <laughs> and sometimes he thinks he might be straight and i'm just like normalize non-stereotypical gay people I, know. I mean i'm here for it i'm here for it jack's in cargo shorts give yeah. me the gay men in cargo shorts fine <laughs> I love it. You know, he's like not dressed all that well and can't do flowers. Good, Jack. Pick yeah, up a football. Andy looks outside and she's like starts laughing and she's like, "Oh my god. What's Henry doing out there?" And Jen's like stalking me. She doesn't say that, but <laughs> Yeah. Yeah. So like Jack like this is Jack, weird. Okay, so Jack's like, "Why is he out there?" Okay, wait. Jen is like 
it's so embarrassing. She says it's embarrassing that he's yes. doing this, right? And she's like very sincere about this. Yes. And Jack says, how long he's has he been doing this? But he's kind of smiley and like, oh, ha ha, Henry, how long has mm-hmm. he been doing this? Mm-hmm. And I'm like, look, Jack, if I were you, I'd be fucking freaked out and be like, how long has this been going on? Like, we need to file a restraining order immediately because this guy is not leaving. It's so much. It's so fucking <laughs> hard to watch because like Jen explains like the situation in case you didn't see last episode. She's like, ah, the thing is, I defended Henry de Graham's for being a horny teen. And turns out he is a horny teen boy. Also, that's not what fucking happened. And I was like, oh, is that well, like, I mean, I guess that's <laughs> it's what kind happened. of what happened, but not that's really. not how I took it. But I'm like, oh, that's how Jen took it, you okay, know? OK. And like, I'm like, OK, that's not what I thought. But OK, great. That's how <sighs> Jen feels. And then Grams, this is the part like, again, the I mean, friends not boy. having um, Jen's back. But Grams comes yeah. out of nowhere and is like, it's healthy to be a, a horny teen. And Jen, you should just forgive him. And the thing is, like, even though I don't have the best relationship with my mom, are you kidding me? Some fucking <laughs> sketchy ass dude with a sign on my front lawn. My mom would have gone like absolutely insane on that person. Listen, and my, made them leave. my mom might be tiny, but she's Italian and will fucking rip your face right off. I, I mean, mean, my she, mom's got the one eyebrow raise. That's all she needs. Your mom's eyebrow raise is terrifying. Yeah. <laughs> kidding me there's no way no and so this is hard because this is the first adult like the adults we've complained have too much say in the relationships but absolutely this is the, the first time no one protects jen is it the first time no one protects jen or just well, another in, in a long list of the times in this episode, that, in this episode. okay 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 yes. <laughs> fair fair it's yeah. gonna happen again yeah um yes. so and yeah, I mean, Grams is spouting patriarchal nonsense. And it's like, it's so interesting. I had a, I remember having a conversation with my aunt after Trump was elected in 2016. And she was like, I don't get why, you know, 53% of white woman, women, now 55%, by the way, um, voted for Trump. And I was trying to explain it to her. And like here, Grams does my job for me right here, right? Like the boys pa- will be boys patriarchy is this this the like fucking water in which we swim mm-hmm. and it's hard i do get that it's hard to break free of it but also a lot of times women and women like grams particularly ha- are instrumental in upholding it you know yeah without a doubt yeah you know this is some fucking aunt lydia bullshit um you know and and i just i am not here for it i really hate that graham says that and grams then says to err is human to forgive divine hasn't henry paid enough penance and my thing is like honestly no because they haven't fucking talked about this yeah and it's hard because like i know that like some people say that we're too mean to henry and like we are mm-hmm. so thank you but um I mean, he kind of. The thing is, if this is a string of incidents. Right. You know, and it's not like that's what makes it really hard for me to watch is like he didn't invite her to his birthday party when he invited all these other people. He like and he they've talked about how that would make her feel, you know, and he's he's just like consistently done things that she's like outright said she doesn't want. And then like, it, it's just like, at what point does there get to be a final straw? 
he just he blows through her boundaries time and again mm-hmm. and like and then I, all of and then grams is constantly like readjust your boundaries <laughs> yeah yeah and and I'll have some more things to say about Henry and boundaries later because there I, I have some actually positive things to say about Henry in this episode. I'm very mm-hmm. like on the fence about Henry in this episode. Yeah. Um, but like, yeah, for right now, he's being fucking awful. <laughs> and uh, when I say on the fence, I mean, there's a couple of things that I like. Mostly he's awful the whole time. <laughs> um <laughs> Do you know what I mean? Like, yeah, yeah, for the yeah. most part, this is unforgivable. And the end, I mean, uh, <laughs> whatever anyway okay so we go back to the waterfront and dawson is like asking jack to borrow their dad's boat which like jack's like i don't even like oh i couldn't even remember that my dad has a boat and oh to be rich um (laughs) yeah dawson's like oh it's kind of wild that you or jack's like it's kind of wild you remember my dad has a boat and like dawson's like yeah was he using it and andy's like i mean he uses it like twice a year and i'm like damn they're so rich (laughs) it's it's wild man and jack's like jack who is the hero of this scene is like you can't borrow this boat yeah, like last time you borrowed a boat, you crashed it during a boat beach. And thank you, Jack, for reminding us that Dawson got a boat beach. Yes. And then crashed a boat. The funniest thing that's ever happened. And you know, Jack's like, you know fucking nothing about boats. And yeah. Dawson's like, yeah, but I want to enter the regatta. And, and Jack, Jack just, just calls him out. Calls him out. Yeah. He's like, okay, so you're going to just like have a fucking duel with Pacey about this uh, shit? Like, like no. pistols at dawn would be fucking better, man. Yeah. And Andy, I mean, I know like, that they can't say dick swinging on on network yeah. television, but that's what we're fucking talking about here. Yeah. And good on Jack for calling him out. Like, Absolutely. We all know what this is, you know? Absolutely. And Andy's on Dawson's side, you know, which like makes sense, obviously. I hate it, but it does. Yeah. 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 Like she's hurt about the situation as well. Yeah. And And Dawson. Oh, well, because Andy's like, you know, why should it matter if he's racing against Pacey? Like he's going to, you know, do what he wants to do. Yeah. And I'm just like, yeah, I mean, you're his friends. Don't fucking. Well, it's like a good like I I think it's a good representation of Andy's anger, too. And in her pain, um, you know, that she would like kind of like side with Dawson and prop him up. Yeah. Yeah. It's fucked up. But I get it. Sure. And then Dawson (laughs) says some wild shit. And he's like, the thing is, I spent the last two months with empty walls. It's no wonder Joey got away from me. I mean, fuck, fucking gross. This what is does gross. that mean? I, I honestly, I, Aaron, I don't even know what that means. The implication is disgusting, which is that, like, you know, the 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 second part of that, the Joey got away from me. Mm-hmm. That I am sincerely grossed out by because it just furthers the narrative of like he said no to her in the the premiere episode, but she, he was going to eventually want her back so he was kind of like he's like stand by you know yeah 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 yeah. (laughs) and like you know he he then goes on to say like this is how i can my chance to show her how much i care which is like also fucked but like it's weird like i guess the part about like the empty walls yeah 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 like the idea that he like it it kind of reinforces what he had said in the last episode about finding herself you Mm. know because he thinks he's spent this last two months finding himself 
and or I, not as the case. I mean, maybe? it's just like, I guess I, there's no right way to find yourself. So like, I want to talk shit on him, but like, <sighs> I'm going to try to hold back because this episode is a lot of Dawson talking shit. But, but Aaron, uh, like, I feel like the, I feel like the act of finding yourself is like actively going out and exploring things. Right. I definitely agree. I mean, I think there has to be a proactive element to it. Like, you know, but if you're a singularly focused person, like, and this might like lead into his potential Asperger's mm. is that like, just simply the act of being like, I'm no longer a movie guy might be the act of finding himself. And, I don't and, know. and that's fine. I mean, to me, that's fine. Sometimes finding yourself means what's the Amy Poehler quote where she's like, good for you, not for me yeah, about yeah, yeah. certain things. And I'm like, like sometimes the act of finding yourself is the act of being like, this is a thing that I know I don't want to do. Like, yeah. like I'll give an example. If you sometime were like, Julia, I want to go to Coachella <laughs> and I want to like do it in the like not vip yeah, arena. God. <laughs> uh-huh. i would look at you and be like i love you dearly aaron hensley and i will not go with you <laughs> i know i Find know you would friend. not i know you would not do that to me but i'm just saying like i or know my, f- for me <laughs> or, you, or you would not do that to yourself i know for a fact that what i don't want to do is stand in a desert in the middle of yeah. a hot season with a bajillion other people dressed in culturally appropriate of wear and yeah, listening to like high on a slew of drugs. No, I don't honestly, do I honestly, the only time I would ever think of it if, is if Beyonce came back and even still, I don't think I want that. So <sighs> yeah, it's so it's I hard, think that there you is the thing about knowing yourself and knowing what you don't want as well as what you do want. Right. That's what I'm trying to say. Yeah, well, he does want Joey. And he's like, look, (laughs) Dawson's like, it's a chance to show Joey I actually care. How? I don't know. That is so misguided. It's kind of stunning. It really is. Yeah, I mean, it's... It's shocking, to be honest. And... And Jack's like, I don't Jack's think this sold. is a good idea. Yeah, I don't think so. <laughs> and then Andy and jumps Andy... in. Yeah. <laughs> and she's like, look, watching the person you love throw away everything so they can be with someone else, listening to them lie to your face at day after day is not right. And then Jack makes a face at her, which I felt in my soul. Because <laughs> he, he, his face is like, you're fucking wrong you cheated on your boyfriend and he dumped you and like what are we even doing here like honestly like this feels like an even wilder misstep of andy's character that part that part where she like blames pacey for moving on for moving on than like almost anything else we've seen this season it's hard because I I really just think this indicates that none of the players have talked. None of these kids have talked. True, you know? true, true. Yeah. And so Andy's hurt because she doesn't, like we said before, like how long have Pacey and Joey been going around everyone's back? Like that's right. fucked up. You right. know? Like it's these answers may have not manifested yet. Yeah. Like, yeah. It, I mean, it's just like if you found out that your friend Joey was making out with your ex-boyfriend for how, who knows how long, you'd be fucking mad. 
absolutely i'd be mad but also i think i would ask them how long it's been going on like i feel like that would be one of the first questions that <laughs> that came up yeah i mean i think i agree with i know myself in the sense that like mm. once i had calmed down i had been like i would just called up pacey and been like i got some questions for you yeah. and you owe me answers you know absolutely so you know that's that but you know you're fucking 16 this no i know wild. i know i've been 16 i tr- i do try to give our characters as much slack for being 16 as i possibly can because i was a fucking mess at 16 um but jack so then jack hesitantly agrees to help dawson yeah yeah so. and like i think he's just being a good brother like he's just trying to be like okay andy like yeah you know but anyways i think that's a generous reading i can't tell what i think about it but like i feel like jack i i was like up until this point i was like so gail and jack are the only non-trash characters yeah, right and now gail, and, and then gail's and about then to be trash jack, jack picks a side you <laughs> yeah know? jack picks like, a side okay. yeah it all goes downhill so then dawson sees joey serving pancakes and <laughs> joey's like excited like <laughs> This is the most excited you're going to see her for the next couple episodes. Yeah, for a while. Yeah, exactly. And she thanks him, which, uh, like, okay, for the restaurant banner on Pacey's boat. Uh-huh. And Dawson, okay. He's like, well, oh, that's what you're thanking me for? Oh, yeah. I thought Bessie would have told you. Joey's like, told me what? Yeah. And then and then Dawson's like Potter B and B is sponsoring my boat on the regatta, and honestly, is- fuck this. <laughs> so Bessie is fucked up. Yep. Trash. Okay. Trash. <laughs> Should you. I? Am I gonna keep account of everyone who's behaving like utter trash? Because so far it's fucking all of them. I know. Yeah. Okay. Um. Joe is like. like- what the fuck has Bessie done? And like, we don't have the money for that. And Dawson hands her an envelope and says it's taken care of. Just in case you didn't remember that Dawson is also fucking rich. Oh my God. That was like a stab in the heart. It, that was like maybe the worst part. Because like, that just means that Dawson orchestrated this. Dawson's literally just doing this to fuck with Pacey. And, and Joey. And in the process is fucking with Joey and he is too obtuse to see that. Yeah. It's like this is the moment when you're like Dawson is a not being immature. He's being a manipulative piece of shit. Absolutely. Absolutely. You know, as much as like I want to give him space for how heartbroken he is that his best friends were lying to him. This is the moment when you're like nope. Mm-mm. I mean, my thing is like last Mm-mm. episode, I was a hundred percent there to give him space. Even him being awful to Joey, awful to Joey in that last like confrontation yeah, yeah, yeah. that they have. There's a part of me that's like, I too have been 16. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And have been awful to people. I mean, yeah. I, you know, I will and freely admit out, it. Of course. Yeah. yeah, absolutely. And when you're 16 and you haven't been to a lot of years of therapy as I have now mm-hmm. been, it it's, you know you do lash out you you absolutely do um at 36 sometimes you do too um but not in the same way but um you know i I, I would even be willing to look past that if this episode didn't come after it where i'm just like i agree you're so awful to her this is an awful thing to do to a person that you claim you love i completely agree it 
it's so fucked up. There's and other businesses in Cape Side, so he specifically picked this one because of Joey. Right. Because he's using Joey as a pawn and a tool, and he has made this like manipulation calculation in his head. Like, I don't think he's a sinister manipulator, but like I agree. He is trying to manipulate this situation. Absolutely, because we go to Joey who looks crestfallen. I mean, she looks she is so she sad. literally is like, okay, the best I'm going to feel in a few weeks now. <laughs> holy shit. Uh, and she's yeah. like, I don't think this is a good idea. Yeah. And, and, and Dawson tells her like, well, you know, Bessie was really happy about this. Like if I win the Potter B and B is going to be on the cover of the tourist brochure and you'd be booked the whole season. So I have a little, I mean, like I'm a little confused about how important this fucking flag is on a regatta, but whatever. And Joey's like, look, I just like, don't think this is a good idea. Yeah. And so it's hard because Dawson's just gaslighting her. Joey's like, this isn't a good idea. And Dawson is like, no, here's the calculation I've made, you know, like this is totally going to help your business and everything. And Mm -hmm. like, Joey knows this too. She's been fucking running businesses her whole life. You think she has doesn't have a business mind? Come on, right, you know. On. That's not what she's saying. She's yeah. literally being like, This isn't a good idea. Like I know what you're I know you, Dawson. I know what you're trying to do. Yeah. And I don't like it. And and he's like, you know, look, Joey, like, I'm just trying to help. If I needed help, you'd be there for me. Right? Of course you would. So just like sign me up and wish me luck, which is just like such manipulative trash. Yeah. Like, it's manipulative. I, I just. I, it's really hard for me to get past how awful Dawson is to Joey in this. I completely agree. Um, anyway, yeah, Bessie, so also, Bessie, Bessie is come, awful for putting Joey in this fucking situation. Piece of shit to Joey. She, everyone sucks in this episode. Like, <laughs> everyone sucks. sucks in this episode. <laughs> Bessie comes up to apologize to her sister that she absolutely betrayed. <laughs> She she's like royally. i'm all business yeah. i learned from yale don't worry this i couldn't turn down free advertising right. and joey slams back nothing is fucking free yeah I she's tell people that all the time <laughs> yeah she's like it's not free now you're like obligating me and bessie interrupts and it's like what obligating you to be his friend and like bessie girl stay the fuck out of this again with the adults in these relationships stay out of it yeah and it's hard because like i I don't know if maybe bessie doesn't know the full like scope of the situation or maybe she's like a little too young where she's like man when i was in high school i would have loved to have two boys fighting after me and you're like girl no one fucking wants wants that that. boys be drama boys be drama you don't want two. it's hard enough having one come on bessie yeah and but but Bessie does kind of like call Joey out because Joey's like I don't I don't get why this is happening I don't get it why is this happening to me and you're like okay Joey and she's like I, Joey's like I ended things with Pacey like you know what's going on and Bessie just calls her out and is like come on girl what did you fucking expect you think you're gonna end things with Pacey and go back to the way things were Dawson said this changes everything right. so Joey's not listening to Dawson either you know. I mean, yeah, I think that's a fair point. I mean, my thing is like, you know, Joey, I feel like a lot of it is Joey's own naivete. Like Joey's 16 and she's really naive. And she's like, look, I ended this all. So like, can we just go back? And the fucking, I mean, listen, it's a hard lesson to learn whenever you have to Mm -hmm. learn it. 
um, is that like sometimes you do things and then you stop doing them because it's hurting someone. But the truth of the matter is, is that the damage is already fucking done. Yeah, they're already hurt. You know? Yeah, exactly. And that's kind of what Bessie says to her is like, girl, your actions have fucking consequences. And it's true. Like, this is why Joey's risk adverse, because they're, you know, you make a forward motion and things change. Dominoes fall. That's and you don't get to control them. All. I mean, that's life, girl. But like, yeah, but and that's also, what Bessie says. Bessie's like, it's fucking called growing up. Right. But also when Bessie says actions have consequences, I'm like, can someone get a fucking bullhorn and yell this at Dawson? Because mm-hmm. like every fucking time Dawson treats Joey like a piece of property, I want to mm-hmm. be like, Dawson, actions have consequences. She came at you in season three, episode one, and you were like, no, thank you. Mm -hmm. And that action had a consequence. And I'm not saying that that was the wrong action to take. That was absolutely your prerogative, the right action to take for you. I applaud you for doing it. I think Joey was acting way out of character by stripping Mm -hmm. her fucking shirt off in the middle of your room, but whatever. You know what I mean? And then again, in like the Witch Island episode where she's kind of like, oh, I thought it was so great that we were like getting like hanging out with each other again. And he was like, oh, I was talking about filmmaking. Like you guys have not been on the same page at all this whole fucking season. Yeah. At all. (laughs) And, And those actions have consequences. And like somebody needs to fucking tell you that. I do not know why your parents are not telling you that because my mom practically had a tattooed on my fucking forehead when I was a kid. Yeah, it's super hard. I mean, it's like all of these kids just need people to like hammer it down of like your aunt actions have consequences. That's how it is. Hello. And that you like, you know, it fucking sucks. <laughs> well, I mean, it listen, does, sometimes you, know? you make terrible decisions and you have to deal with the goddamn consequences and it fucking sucks. Well, even if you make the right decision, <laughs> there's nothing that's 100% right. True, true, uh, true. All of that's true. Anyway, so Joey's like, okay, Bessie, like, could you give me some goddamn advice? Because like, I'm dying on the vine here. And Bessie says, accept the consequences and do something that makes things better, which is like, is actually great advice. Absolutely. It's like, <laughs> Joey, accept that you're not going to go back to the way it was and like decide what you want to do. Like, you know, like, like I said in the last episode, I'm just different than Joey. I would have fucking called Dawson's bluff and be like, oh, you don't want to be my friend? Fine. See Fuck how you, you like that, you know, because I know Dawson's bluffing. Yeah. He's also, fucking bluffing. Yeah. Also, like, you know, we have experience with being around toxic people and saying like, OK, that's enough. Yeah. Thank you. Well, I don't want to like, be in your you life anymore. You know when your friends are bluffing or maybe like yeah. that's just what you learn as you grow up, you know? You just like you're more likely to know when like a dude's bluffing. Right. Yeah. You get better at poker. Um so we go to Andy's where Will Kretzky comes in who remembered <laughs> that he was in this episode, not me. I had music picked out for his last episode, last episode already. Uh. Yeah, this is, I told you, this is when we find out the backstory <laughs> you of did, you young You did American. tell me. I want to tell you at this moment, Aaron, that I almost never watched this episode because it makes yeah, yeah. me so fucking mad. Yeah. So, um, so I actually, this is an episode that I almost always skip. So I had forgotten entirely that Will Kredsky was in it. Um, yeah. And they so t- Will comes into Andy's room and she's like, oh, are Dawson and Jack still down? downstairs talking about boats and reading sailing for dummies which is like a great (laughs) that's a great little um 
and so like I don't give a fuck about them and I'm a terrible actor. So no, I came down I came up here to talk about the scholarship to well, that school. Well, but Andy's like, oh, you and Pacey are gonna have some competition after all. Mm-hmm. And I okay, I have some questions. Before we get to Will's school, can I ask some regatta questions? Uh, you can ask him. <laughs> Thank you. I know you don't have the answers. <laughs> How the fuck does a regatta work? Like, do you have to know things about sailing to enter? Like, I assume that, like, there's some kind of thing where you have to, like, know the rules of sailing. Yeah, I mean, you have to know about sailing insofar as you have to sail. Right. But, like, it seems like it would be unsafe if you let people into a regatta who had no fucking clue how to sail. As seems to have happened in this instance. I mean, I agree with you. I guess they're going under the idea that if you have a sailboat to enter in a regatta, you would know how to sail. So this okay. kind of boils down to like Mr. McPhee being wild. Ah. Okay. I mean, thank you. If anyone has any notes on regatta rules and would like to email us, Dawson's critique at gmail.com. <laughs> Please, I, I am, I'm not, I'm not being facetious. I really yeah, yeah. am interested. I think it's very interesting, um, and um, would like to know about regatta rules. I, I kind of don't care enough to Google it, so please just tell us. <laughs> so yeah, I don't yeah, have to totally. do that research. What's authentic and inauthentic about this episode? Exactly. Thank you, <laughs> thank you. Please and thank you. <laughs> so, so Will, that's where Will tells Andy that he got a scholarship to Raleigh. Uh huh. Um, which means he's off to someone corrected me that it's Coca-Cola presents young Americans, not it just is. young Americans. Yeah. I'm so yeah, sorry. Yeah. 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 Um, he can go act ha- horribly next to Ian Summerholder's piercing blue eyes. And yeah. then Andy, and it's sweet. like Andy's super stoked. Like Andy's Andy, happy for him. She's such a good actress compared to him. I've already said that, but know, she's like, that's fantastic. That's amazing. Like you won't have to deal with your dad. She's like reinforcing this weird backstory. Yeah. Of yeah. Character yeah. We don't give a fuck about. Yeah. And she's, She's really committing to it. So God bless her. Yeah. <laughs> and Will sits her down and he's like, yeah, no, no, I'm not really worried about my dad. I'm worried about Pacey. Mm. And, <laughs> and Andy. Yeah. Andy's upset, you know. Yeah. She's like, Pacey and Joey brought this situation on themselves. And Will, the only reasonable person in this episode, which I did not foresee me saying. (laughs) Yeah, I mean, Andy kind of lays out like, we were all friends and they ruined it, you know? And Will says, why? Because they developed feelings for each other and did something about it? Yeah. Which, like, good on you, Will. Finally. Yeah, I mean, this is, like, this scene is actually, like, just a a regurgitated Ethan and Jack scene. <laughs> uh-huh, uh-huh, because uh-huh. Will just gives the same advice to Andy that Ethan did. And it's like, look, <laughs> the thing with being angry is that you have to be angry. <laughs> and the thing with letting go is you don't have to be angry anymore. <laughs> right. Right. Cause Will's like, you know, look, these people did not set out to hurt you. Mm-hmm. And then Andy does this thing where she's like, but at one point in time, I didn't set out to hurt Pacey either. And I'm like, Andy, girl, I'm going to break this down for you. I know. The difference is, is that you cheated on your boyfriend. Yeah. And like, my thing is like, no judgment. People cheat on other people. It fucking happens. Um, But like he. And I mean, you know how I feel about what actually happened is that like, I don't think she could have consented that situation. So it is hard 
you know, like I can see where she's coming from in a sense, because that's where my framework is coming from, you know? And I think that like, I, I would actually have more sympathy for it if the show was like implementing that your framework where it was like, where it was like, no, I mean, the thing was, is that like, I was in this very vulnerable position, but like, that's going with what the show is talking Mm -hmm. about. That is not what the show is talking about. Um, Yeah. But the show says Pacey and. Jacob. I know, I know, girl. I know, but that I think we do need to make those distinctions with. Between, no, I like, agree with you. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But because I think you're right. I mean, <laughs> you know, that is absolutely what happened. It's you can't consent when you're in that kind of situation. Yeah. But also, but also, both Pacey and Andy have labeled this as cheating, and like, okay, so so when we're going along those lines, and she cheated on him. Like, it might not have been you set out to hurt him, but you actually broke that bond of trust. Whereas, like, Pacey and Joey, two people who were not dating anyone at the time, had feelings for each other and acted on those feelings. Like, that is, those are in two entirely different situations. I mean, I don't know. They're kind of the same because, like, they didn't set out to hurt Andy, Andy but she got hurt, you know? So it's like, in the same way that Pacey was her, you know, like, I don't know, I guess I just totally understand Andy's anger. And I think that she articulates it better than Dawson, which is why, like, I understand it more because when you see the comparison of the two, you're like, okay, you know, <laughs> I don't, I don't disagree that I understand Andy's anger more because she's better at talking about it. Mm-hmm. I do disagree. I think that what Andy is saying is like, well, I wasn't, didn't mean to hurt Pacey, but my thing is like, but you were in a relationship with a person and then you cheated on them. Yeah. And no, the difference like, is, is that I mean, you're not, like, you weren't in a relationship with Pacey when he kissed Joey. Right. They were friends though. Yeah. But that's, but that's not the same. Mm-hmm. That's not the same. Should they have told you all before they started making out all over the place? Br- probably the answer is yes. Yeah. Yeah. But, but you know, you're not, but like you don't have ownership like Andy doesn't have ownership over Pacey in the same way that Dawson doesn't have ownership over Joey. Right. And I, I just don't, I don't see that coming out of Andy. I just see like her pain coming out I, and like uh, yeah. trying to like, it, you know, find a place to, to yeah, extrapolate yeah. like these comparisons. You yeah, know? Yeah, yeah. Uh, no, I, I, I'll give you that. I'll give you that. Totally. So we go over to the McPhee sailboat. And it's not going well. Dawson nearly kills Jack. I mean, Dawson almost takes Jack's fucking head off. And like, oh my God, these two yahoos do not know what they're doing. Um, If this is not the quintessence of white patriarchy, I, I don't know what is. Just fucking I know, just borrow the this of, like, boat. I'm gonna enter regatta. I'm gonna borrow a sailboat and enter regatta. Fuck yeah! I'm just like, gonna read a book. <laughs> like it's just like right. I admire that like <laughs> gumption, you know, because I'm white. So obviously, like you know, <laughs> there's like you can feel like this kinship to that, you yeah, know. But like, at the wow, same that's... time, you're like, fuck you, fuck you. <laughs> well, and it's like it's one of these things where you're like the fact that like you just borrow a boat because a you know someone who owns a fucking boat you mm-hmm. don't know how to sail this boat but you sign up you don't ask anyone <laughs> you don't ask anyone you sign up for this race because someone tried to date a girl that you used to be in love with but broke up mm-hmm. with and and then realize you're still in love with but okay uh, <laughs> 
I yeah, hear you so, that that's what Dawson believes. It's uh, wild. It's just, it's the it's epitome so, of, of white male privilege. Yeah. And then, you know, just to amplify yeah. his white male privilege, Mitch comes up wearing boat <laughs> shoes and he's like, what's happening starts, here, boys? Starts speaking boat to them. He's like, yeah, he's like, Talking you need a fucking winch or whatever. Jibs and winches After, and whatever. But yeah, I don't know what he's saying. I just like write it down. Mitch, Mitch is extra. Okay. Mitch is extra. And Dawson. We also find out that they're on yeah. a boat called the Carpe Diem, which is a oh, lot. Yeah. Incredible. Mm. Yeah. And, you know, Mitch is like, I mean, do you need help? I can help yeah. you. And Dawson, I mean, it just doesn't make any sense. He's like, I don't want to divide the Leary household any more than it's, it is. What the what? fuck okay. does that mean? They're divorced, aren't they? I don't know. And I guess he's like, it, it kind of highlights his I felt like he that meant that he was mad at his mom, yeah. even though he said he he was fine, yeah. you know. Yeah, and like and so and like okay, you know, so we then Dawson's like, well, you know, you don't have to help since we're sponsoring Pacey's boat. And again, anyone who is familiar with regattas, please tell me, like, are these flags like very very important? This does not seem that important to me, or that like there would be a non compete like. <laughs> <laughs> also just like mitch doesn't own this restaurant he just works I know, there that's what like, mitch is like i just worked there like what the, okay you know um, yeah like we had a whole thing about that about how he was uh, just gonna work there and then mitch looks weird. at dawson and is like well dawson you know all relationships have to endure hardship and like as in his and Gail's relationship, but also maybe Dawson yeah, and Joey's. You're like, yeah, you're like, okay, great. We're going to get like some dad wisdom. And then Mitch no, just like leans shit. into some real ass toxic shit. Yeah, yeah. Because cause like, yeah, because he's just like, oh, yeah, no. Like all relationships have to have conflict, which is like all relationships do have conflict. It's like the fucking nature of relationships. Yeah, but it's like also all relationships have to have full consent by both parties. Yeah, I mean, amen, sister. So Dawson accepts the help who teaches him and Jack, like Mitch then teaches him and Jack how to sail. And Dawson yeah. like hoists the Potter B&B flag up on his boat. And Joey sees that flag going up and as she's at the like snack bar. I don't understand any of the layout. Yeah, of I don't this. know where we are. She's like <laughs> yeah. getting a snow cone or something. And we're just like, sounds great. Okay. I wish I could go get a and snow cone. And she sees it mm. and she's like about to throw up. And then, oh shit, Pacey's right there. Right behind her. Yeah. And he's pissed. Oh yeah. He's pissed. Yeah. I mean, and she so. sees him and he just, tur Pacey turns and kind of like, runs off and she follows after him mm -hmm. and she like tries to explain she's like i don't know what happened bessie like i don't know bessie's wild and whatever and like i'm just sorry i'm i'm really sorry well she's like and you know she, wait she says i didn't ask him to do that but what but you know dawson once he gets something in his mind and my thing is like fucking finish that train of thought joey once he gets mm -hmm. something in his mind what like he just he just rolls over every other desire of everyone else who might not like the thing that he's set out to do. Like, yeah, I, she like trails off and I'm just like, I want you to finish that thought and tell me why you have even spoken to this person in like the last few weeks. 
or like why you have to accept that and Pacey has to accept that as well. You know, right. I mean, this is obviously part of their journey of moving forward and growing up of like, right. what behavior are they going to accept from people? You know, absolutely. And she, she just says she's sorry. And yeah. like, Pacey is not used to people apologizing to him. Yeah. That's, and it doesn't make him feel better. And, and he's like, why I are mean, you saying you're sorry? Yeah, he's like, and she's like, well, you're obviously upset. And like, this is her, this is the way that she is with Dawson. You know, I complain about this a lot. When Dawson's upset, she immediately is like, I'm sorry, you know, and like really appeases his feelings, you know? So this is a behavior that she thinks is going to make Pacey feel better. Right. And it doesn't. Cause like, he's, he's just like, you know, when he says, why are you apologizing? Like, so I don't, I do not have a psychology degree. But I'm mm-hmm. gonna I'm gonna pathologize some of this shit. But like Joey, that's like textbook abuse victim shit. Like, I know, I she know. Is apologizing for Dawson being an asshole. I know. And Pacey, she's like, I'm I'm apologizing because you're upset. And Pacey's yes. like, and like my thing is like that's fucking textbook abuser shit. That Dawson is like, yeah, has her out here apologizing for his actions. She didn't. Yeah, she's not the one who like gave him the Potter B and B flag. She didn't fucking advertise it. She doesn't want him racing this race. Like she wants fucking none of this, and yet she's out here apologizing. And the reason that she says she's apologizing is because. Pacey's upset and she's like I don't want you yeah. you know her thing is like I don't want you to be upset which I like I, I get want Dawson's actions to upset you <laughs> yeah and da- and Pacey turns around and is like look I'm upset because we haven't spoken in two weeks and the first, the first thing that- fucking conversation we have is about fucking Dawson right he just calls her out for him my thing is like and I and I like your uh, sort of caveat to the like th- term calls her out like he it's not in a bad way right he's not like oh my god you're such a he's just like no like i'm not gonna allow this i'm not gonna allow you to go on thinking that like you're the one that needs to fucking apologize for this shit and yet also i'm gonna say i also want to acknowledge that we haven't spoken in two weeks right you know there has been consequences on my end too for what happened you know yeah and, so, and she's like, well, shit's going to get a lot harder. And, and he's like, fuck, <laughs> are you serious? You're asking me to quit? Mm. And then he says it. Then he mm-hmm, says it. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. He's like, Dawson couldn't have fucking scripted this any better. Yep. And he says, no matter what I do, he wins. If I drop out, he wins. If I stay in the race, I'm forced into competing with him. And if I win that, I don't beat him. I beat you. So who wins there? And look, Aaron. Whoa, sorry. There was just a firework outside my wall. Um, my thing is like, is this the most apt metaphor for white supremacist cis heteropatriarchy or not? Like, no matter what doubt. any of these people do, fucking Dawson wins. Mm-hmm. Yep. And he fucking scripted it that way. Yep. Because he's because the one who gets to make the goddamn get to rules. Write the script. Yep. They write the rules. Yep. They write the rules. They write the characters. They get to say who's a good guy. Yeah. Yeah. 
it's so fucking fucked up. And like, even in 2000, when you're watching this, that's how you felt. And then Pacey just says it out loud and you're like, yep. Yep. (laughs) I mean, (sighs) and just like, uh, yeah. And then Joey, like, it's like, Joey's in a bad spot. And like, I I don't really like Joey this episode, but just because this is when we're so different, like these are the moments when her and I are so different. So like, it's hard for me to like, understand where she's coming from and so those are the times when I like hate on her you know yeah and she just is like can you just talk to him can you try to fix this yeah and and Dawson or Pacey's like I did he doesn't want to talk to me you know and she's like can you just try a little bit harder mm-hmm. and Pacey just tells her like okay like if that's what you want like I'll do it is that all you want yeah and then joey just this look that she gives him when she says back like that's all i want like Mm -hmm. she is fucking devastated too yeah i I mean i this is my thing is that like i agree with you that joey it's like everyone is trash on this episode except for will kresge for whatever (laughs) fucking reason um like and Joey included, like, she doesn't behave all that great either. But a lot of what she's dealing with is shit that people are, like, putting on her. So, like, I have a little bit more sympathy than her. With Jen, too, I have, like, a little bit more sympathy. Although I think Jen behaves fucking awful. Mm-hmm. It's coming up. Um, But, like, but, like, Joey saying to Pacey, that's all I want, like... I don't know. It sucks because it's like like your thing. She leans into lying. I mean, it's clearly it's obvious by her face. Yeah, that she's lying. I mean, it's hard because on the one hand, I do think all she wants is for Dawson and Pacey to be friends. I think yeah, that yeah, that yeah. is her wish. Yeah, I agree. But she also wants other things mm. in, as well, you mm. know. And so she goes to walk away, and then Pacey's like <laughs> Potter. Nice talking to you. Ugh. And the thing is, like, it's it's wild because, like, Pacey says some real fucked up things like this. <laughs> yeah. But because, like, this is why I always talk shit on James Vanderbeek's acting. Because, like, the he says it and you're heartbroken for him. Right, right, right. right. Not for Joey. And it's a fucked up thing to say it's to her. It's not a nice thing to say to her. Yeah. But you're heartbroken for him. But he's so broken. You can see him. He's so, like, he wishes. Because he's like, he wishes I it got th- to be about him. And I think he wishes that they were like. She was concerned about being friends with him yeah. too. Yeah. You know, it's like I haven't I talked know. to him in two weeks. You know, I wish we, I wish you were conflicted about being friends with me. Yeah. Oh my god. Okay. Then so we, we go, go to-, to this scene where, like, I couldn't. Okay. I fucking couldn't. So we go to Leary's Fresh Fist, Jen's place of employment. Mm-hmm. Just, like, mm-hmm. saying that so we know. Jen's place of employment. She is at work. She is seating people. Gail comes up and tells... Gail, this fucking adult, grown-ass <laughs> woman, comes yes. up. Are you fucking kidding me, Gail? Yes. Fuck I- you. Yes. Because, okay, so Gail comes up and tells Jen that Henry was, quote, cute at first, but now he's annoying and psychotic because Henry is standing outside of this fucking restaurant with a sign. And, like, my thing is, like, Gail Gail says to Jen, you need to take care of this. 
Are right. you kidding me? Gail. You just called a dude psychotic <laughs> and you're saying to the 16 year old that he's being psychotic to, she needs to fucking take care of that. I could not. Gail, step back. I'm about to take my hoops off. Are you kidding me? <laughs> Are you fucking kidding me? You think I would do that to a 16 year old girl? No. This is what, this is why at the end of season two, I was so triggered when get Mitch and Gail make Dawson go to the police. That's just not the way I think parents should be. I think parents are there to help you. Yes, I absolutely agree. I think agree. they're there to I help. Absolutely you. agree. And my and thing is, not, like, Gail is not helping. She didn't help Dawson with the police about this fucking cocaine situation. Right. Gail is not helping Jen with someone who she thinks is a cute stalker. Right. Well, and that's my thing is like, hey, Gail, hey, hey you know, Gail, like, hey, grown ass woman who's been discriminated against. <laughs> yeah. Why don't you actually do something about the fact that there's someone just fucking standing creepily outside of your restaurant? Like call the, you know, not that yes. I, not that I endorse calling the police, but you can call the police on Henry. He's a white guy. He'll be fine. Well, um, she could also <laughs> just go up and be like, you need to leave. Yeah. True, like that's true. what I mean it's like my mom would have just been like you need to get the fuck out of here I don't here. you know I don't know if she would my mom doesn't really cuss but she would have just been like if you don't leave you're gonna rue the day <laughs> my mom likes to pretend she doesn't cuss and then she is a filthy ass man <laughs> um but like so Gail's like look not only is this our busiest weekend that's gonna come back mm-hmm. but he's like distracting the customers and blocking the view and I'm just gonna say I I too grew up in an idyllic beachside town and the view thing is no fucking joke. Like yeah, people yeah. will cut each other over a goddamn yeah. view. <laughs> they pay a fucking premium for it. Oh my goodness. And John's like, okay, Gail's like, make him go away. So like, apparently Henry is no longer working at this restaurant because spring break is over. And like, honestly, that seems like it's for the best, but like also the fact that Gail fucking does this to Jen is wild it's unacceptable yeah it's so unacceptable i agree it it's so fucked up i don't know i can i know it blew my mind too it blew my mind too but then we cut straight to jen who is on shift in the busiest weekend of the year Mm -hmm. and but she was excused by the owner yeah but still like she was excused to go take care of the situation not do the thing that's about to happen no so. it's wild so she goes and she grabs henry like by the collar and they like walk off and she we kind of hear her jen saying like what 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 do you want from me now um i've already accepted your apology and he is this guy everyone yeah. has called a stalker and a psycho is taking her to a secondary location <laughs> never follow a hippie to a secondary location I never um, follow anyone to a secondary location. I mean, are you kidding yeah. me? Oh my God. That was a, that was a 30 rock quote. Yeah. <laughs> um, but we cut. So, so Henry is like, she's climbing up out of a fucking like onto a roof basically. And she tells Henry, like, I accepted your apology. Why are you making me come on the roof? And Henry in his carpenter jeans is mm-hmm. like, follows her up onto the roof and Jen's like, you know, just so like we're clear, you're going to stop doing this sign thing because you were rapidly approaching the point where I and then Jen trails off and I'm like, ladies, complete mm-hmm. your sentences mm-hmm. so that you mm-hmm. can hear how fucking wild the shit yeah. is that you're dealing with. Yeah, that you're accepting. 
yeah because jen then sees that the roof is covered in flower petals and he's made this like yeah like little lounge area kind of thing outside for the two of them and like i mean it's this, and it's hard because like he actually gives her an authentic apology right now henry and this is where i'm on the fence yeah yeah and like i give him space for that i think that's amazing and i think that like this i don't really like the way that it was set up but this Same. is it was, it was a callback to like say anything and like these yeah. you know like um canon movies or whatever so and, like I, a I reminder in 2000 where they were going with this right and but the thing is henry has a a str- a string of shitty behavior which is mm. why it's like why do we give a fuck about this guy right well and like a reminder that Say Anything in 2000 was still considered an c- extremely romantic movie and not like, hey, actually, John Cusack was pretty creepy in that movie. Yeah, 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 exactly. Um, which we're where we're at right now. And like, yeah. and so, uh, yeah, I mean, like, he is legit stalking her. But like, that seemed to be like a romantic comedy trope at this point. So mm-hmm. I, like, I don't know what to say about that other than like, man, it was fucked I'm up. Glad that I'm we glad we're past it. it. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. But like, and so he says to her, and like again, I like this. So yeah, thank you, Henry. And he's like, I stopped listening to you, mm-hmm. and it's so perfect and sweet that he's like, I just I wasn't I was only listening to myself, you know. And he's like, and he says to her like, I'm glad we didn't rush to have sex. So this is kind of what I was saying in the last episode is that like it was on the table and they were playing this like foreplay of like you can't come in you can't come in you know or whatever and you see from Jen like she thought it was on the table too well and so like my thing is like I agree with you on this part I think there's a part just right before they get to this where he the part that where he says like I wasn't listening to you I think like is a great apology yeah but right before that he says like um you know like I I wanted to show you that I apologize. Like I didn't want to just tell you that I'm sorry. I wanted to show you that I'm sorry. Mm-hmm. And so like, my thing is like, but what he has done is interrupted her work, right? Mm-hmm. Like, like if we're actually breaking down the pieces of this, what he has done is he has interrupted her actual work day and has forced her to come be in this place with him during her actual work day and he's saying i wanted to show you and like she he basically blows through any boundaries that she is making like he's followed her around the fucking sign for the last Mm -hmm. week blowing through the boundaries that she is trying to keep and that he keeps blowing through and like that's how you show someone that like you respect them is by not blowing through those boundaries anymore without a doubt (laughs) and so like i and so then when he says this apology like the answer to like 
you know, a, a showing an apology doesn't have to be romance, you know? I, I 100, I 100% agree. So like my thing with his apology is it's like, I do like what he says because it feels like they actually finally do address the actual fucking thing that happened and the actual fucking problem. Right. Yeah. Like, like him saying, I wasn't listening to you. I wasn't hearing you. Like that is actually the problem that happened. Not the thing that Jen like said to, to Grams and everyone. And like my thing on that is like, I get it. Maybe you don't want to totally get into you, to it with your grandmother about like the the problem you had, but like he. No, I think that Jen was considering having sex with him, and that's a really big deal. You have to remember the last boyfriend yeah. she had sex with. Her parents never talked to her again. No, 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 absolutely. So I- like that would be a really traumatic thing, and then to have him react that way was really fucked up, you know. And like she thought he was different than that. Because she felt like she finally trusted him, you know? Yeah. And I think that that's totally like, I think all of those things are totally right. What I, and I think like that him saying like, I don't, I don't want to rush it. I'm glad we didn't rush into having sex. And like, Mm -hmm. but so then he goes on to be like, you know, I can't tell you that I'm not, I don't think about it or that I'm going to stop wanting you so badly, which like, fine. You know, I like it. We're all human. We're all human. yeah. Yeah, exactly. And then he says, or that I'll get a little crazy about it sometime, which is the thing that I don't like. What the fuck yeah, does that I mean, mean? That's just reinforcing that like 2000 narrative of like men want sex and girls don't. And if girls want sex, they're fucking sluts. Ugh. And like, but like the thing about getting crazy about it, I'm like, okay, so what does that mean? That like at some point you're going to get crazy about it and just fucking start kissing her when she says that that's not what she wants again. Or like, what's, what does that mean? Yes, I think that that's like a common narrative of like when a girl says no to her boyfriend, it, then they can plead with you. And it's like, fucking nope. Nope. <laughs> nope. And he says he doesn't want to be like every other man in her life. He wants to what they do to be new, something they've never done before. And she's just like, look, I've never had a picnic on a roof before. Yeah, she's totally smitten. And it's. Uh, I, I it's it's, it's hard sucks because it's like I want this so badly for Jen like I want her to have someone that is nice to her and is treats her like the fucking goddess that she is mm-hmm. and like and also does these like really amazing grand gestures like sure. you know when he fucks up or whatever yeah sure and like and like legitimately is like I mean, the thing that I like is that he legitimately addresses what the actual problem was. Yeah, and he takes complete ownership of it, too. Absolutely. He doesn't say, well, you know, I want to have sex with you, and you were making me want to have sex with you, you know? <laughs> yeah. Which is uh-huh. like you see in other characters, yeah. obviously, you yeah. know? Like, he just takes complete ownership over what happened and, like, you know, the responsibility he has in that situation. Right. And he then says, goes on to say, like, from now on, I'm going to do everything in my power to be the most original person of your life. And that that kind of like triggered me a little bit because I was like, she's said before she just wants you to be you. Like, why do you keep doing this? Exactly. But then she says, you already are the most original person in my life. And then they kiss on the roof. And I just I'm sorry, but I have a lot of questions about who is seating the people in the restaurant right now. Or how he got up on the roof to set that all up. Any like, I it. guess Gail allowed it. I don't know. Anyway. Yeah. So we go then to Dawson. 
<laughs> who is walking down to the the dock in like just the most gigantic cargo pants that have ever made like they're awful awful cargo pants and, and he passes Pacey, who is also in a god-awful outfit. Oh, and my God. <laughs> his outfit. Holy shit. He has a fish-themed button-up shirt, which I, like, the shirt alone is actually kind of fine. Okay, so you only see the shirt right now. And then Pacey's <laughs> like, hey, man, what are you trying to prove? Uh-huh, uh-huh. And Dawson's like, I'm just trying to help Joey. Yeah. And then Pacey, like jumps over a wall and you see the full ensemble yeah <laughs> camo cargo shorts <gasps> holy shit oh my shoes, god yeah and this shirt wow. it's a lot it's a lot wow and pacey's and- like why don't you just punch me like save this save us the time yeah. stop involving our friends and family and just fucking hit me yeah and, and he's- it, that's like I guess Dawson does lean into violence, but like that, he isn't one to do this kind of violence. Well, you know? I also feel like that's he, such like, a boy really... narrative. Like, yeah. Like, yeah. The, like, you know, boys just have to punch each other in the face a couple of times and then they're friends. Well, and it's it just like Dawson's vibe really is this Rue Goldberg esque scenario that he's <laughs> orchestrated with the regatta, yeah. you know? Yeah. No, and- totally. And Pacey's like, what? You're doing some fucking James Dean grease lightning fantasy like you're living out this fantasy like you know to prove you're a better man than i am and i'm like man that's bleak that is a bleak thing that pacey's like you know why are you fucking doing this basically mm-hmm. and dawson says like i don't have to have to prove i'm a better man than i you are i already have when you moved in, you Pacey moved in on Joey, and like, <laughs> like I feel like the writers want us to be so on Dawson's toxic- side. Yeah, there's so many toxic scenes in this episode, and I'm like, it's hard to pinpoint which one's the worst. But this, <laughs> this one is bad. so fucked this up because bad. it's just like leading into these really toxic masculinity narratives mm-hmm. of like, let's just throw punches and like, yeah. And then P- Dawson being like, well, I get to define what good guy is. And you're not a good guy right. because you moved in on my property, Joey's virginity. <laughs> oh, God. I'm laughing. Does he even so want to be with Joey or does he want her virginity? Like, I don't know. So fucked up. I know. It's so gross. And it's like, it's hard because you're like, what is like, you kind of want to be like, define your terms, bro. What is better man being to yeah. each of these people? Yeah. What What does it mean? It obviously doesn't mean what Joey wants to Dawson, you know? Yeah. And Pacey kind of is like, look, I made a mistake. Like, I thought you of all people would understand falling for Joey Potter. And it- Dawson then laughs it, with his fucking angry eyes. And is yeah. like, are you delusional to be- enough to believe that you have something real with Joey? And like, fuck you, Dawson. Yeah, I mean, it's like, I see where Dawson's coming from. And yeah. you're like, okay, okay. But it's just like, he layers on these levels of things. Because then Pacey is the one who has constantly been calling Dawson about out about his relationship with Joey. Absolutely. With Joey. And since season one. And Pacey's like, what the fuck? You think just like y'all just sitting in your bedroom watching movies and having this like really sorted love affair that you couldn't even get like through? And it, what are you talking about? Well, wait. So Dawson says, if like, do you, are you delusional enough to believe you have something real with Joey? And then Pacey fucking nails him to the wall and oh, says, yeah. if I do, it's because of her own free will, which I was like, oh shit. <laughs> 
Like, I'm totally on Paisley's team in this moment. Like, I, you know, that he's calling like, Dawson out to be like, you manipulate the shit out of this woman. Um, but also like, whoo, whoo, whoo. Uh, so, so my question too is like, like it's dark because it's totally calling out, but then it also is reminding the viewer that Joey's desire is to be with Pacey. Right. Cause my thing is like the, it seems like the writers really understand that Dawson is a toxic person. Like mm-hmm. that line makes me think that like, you know, that he's toxic. Yeah. And like, you wrote Pacey to understand that Dawson has this hold on Joey that really like isn't okay. Yeah, it's not free will. <laughs> right. And it's so like, like it's I a don't predestination, know. you know, it's super bizarre. Right. And like <sighs> predestination. Yeah. yeah. Oh man. And, and like, you know, Dawson's like it, do you Dawson think a couple does of confused like, weeks, maniacal laugh? Yeah. yeah. Do you think a couple of confused weeks compares at all with a lifetime that like me and Joey has had have had? And I'm like, this is a nonsense argument at age 16. You've known someone a long time dated for a little bit. And now you're like, I have ownership over this person. Like, fuck that, man. I mean, it to me, it feels very similar to what Andy was like about the first love situation. Mm. And this is a Dawson having a very similar narrative of like, Oh, you think you can compete with me? I'm her first love, you know? And it's like, well, these aren't points of competition. Like, do I think that she'll love me like she loves you? No, I don't. I think she'll love me differently. Like, you know, Mm -hmm. this idea that there's like a one single way to love someone, you know? Yeah. And this is what you learn in your, you do learn this at this age. Yeah, sure. In your teens and twenties. Yeah. Fucking sucks. That's a hard lesson to learn. Yeah. And like, then Pacey's like, do you think you could selfishly hold on to that woman with some selfish ultimatum? And my thing is like, first of all, point that Pacey calls Joey a woman. Yeah. yeah. Um, you know, I have a theory about this mm-hmm. that I'm working on. And like, and like point to Pacey, like Dawson gave her an ultimatum. Okay. I'll, I concede the point that I was trying to make last time. I, I It is an ultimatum that he gives Joey and Dawson's like, does not answer that and is like answer my question do you think you can compete with history and oh my god the history of Dawson and Joey is just a plague on this television show I know and it's like it is Pacey's vulnerability you know he already said that like it's the history like I can't compete with that right right And, and Joey just like honestly says like we make our own history you know um And this is like, again, like, I think this is such a valuable and like important and difficult and just this real lesson that you have when you're young and, you know, your first love hurts so bad because you don't know you're going to get better. Right, right. You don't know what it's like to get out of, to get out from under it. Yeah. Because Pacey then is like, what history? You have 15 years of watching a movie in your room, followed by a year and a half where you both drop each other at the first sign of crisis. That's mm-hmm. your history. And like point to Pacey. I know. It's like I mean it is a really like if they were best friends, it would be a fucked up thing to say to your best friend. But, but also like, he's fucking it's, right. It's, you know, <laughs> it's like a real fucked up thing to say to someone. Right, but like it's your true. Friend, it's fucking true, man. Yeah. And Pacey's and, like, and you call this woman your soulmate. <laughs> and Dawson's like, yes, I do. And you knew that and that. went after her anyway, which I'm like, 
that seems like a revision of fact. Yeah. Like, Pacey didn't go after her. You fucking pushed them together. And then they developed feelings for each other. I mean, I think he went after her. He kissed her. But he didn't. It's not like he was like, Dawson's done with her, so I'm going to go after her. Yeah, I mean, I just think that narrative on the whole is problematic. But Yeah, I, same. Because that's how you're reading it. That, like, he said, Dawson's done, I'm going to go after her. But, like, in ter- like Pacey did pursue Joey, so he did go after her. A- as soon as he realized he had feelings for Joey, he did pursue it. That's true. Yeah. But also, there's, I mean, there's the part of me that goes, you can't help who you have feelings for. No, I completely agree, which is why this narrative is fucking flawed and fucked up. Because it's like, well, again, define your terms. What do you mean? You know, Right, you get, right. You think that you get to hold Joey forever? Like, fuck you, Dawson. And no Pacey way, kind of know? says as much. He's like, you know, I went after her after you rejected her. And like, Dawson says something then that I think is actually unforgivable, which is like, I don't know if you've noticed is a theme in this show. Yeah. Um, And he's like, perfect for you. Right. Because you're only interested in girls you can save or screw. His contempt for Andy is disgusting. Oh, my God. It's fucking disgusting. Yeah. I I cannot believe the things he says about Andy. It is so fucked up. Right. And like... Not only Andy, but Pacey. And I think, like, I mean, God, like, there are some I mean, I think that he's trying to dig at Pacey. So, like, that's why I think I can give him more space because he's trying to be mean. But he is, he, his contempt for Andy is unforgivable. Yeah, it's off the charts. So fucked up. The things he said about Andy is, is unbelievable. And, like, I think, you know, as we've always talked about, like, to me, Dawson is such an, you know, he's so emblematic of the patriarchy mm. and like this idea that like someone could have a mental health problem and you're like, yeah, I'm friends with her. But like I talk shit on her any chance I can. Right. And I think like to me, what it looks like is I'm looking at Jen. I'm looking at Joey. I'm looking at Andy. I'm looking at even Gail and thinking like Dawson has said and thought and felt such horrible, horrible things about all of these women. Mm hmm. And, like, sure, right now he's mad at Pacey and said horrible things. It's like, it's like there's this part of me that's like, does Dawson's shittiness sort of like, uh, is it all encompassing? Like, he's just shitty to everyone. And, like, on certain, on a certain level, yes, he is just shitty to everyone. Mm-hmm. And on a certain level, he seems to withhold a certain amount of vitriol for women alone. Without a doubt. So, so I mean, Pacey walks away. <laughs> and and like s- dude same you yeah know? so we're at graham's house in the mm. morning and jen walks in the house and she is smiling ear to ear she's so stoked yeah yeah she's in a great mood and graham's is not stoked graham's is like oddly calm but calm in that way i don't know if your mom ever did that but like my mom definitely did where she's calm but you're like storms are brewing i'm about to <laughs> i'm about to get fucking killed right mm. now <laughs> inconsistency that makes you feel scared mm, yes <laughs> okay uh yeah and she's like to grams like i took your advice about henry mm. and grams is shook and jen's like tries to have some girl talk she's like 
We went to the roof. We like hung mm-hmm. out. He made a picnic. It was Lunchables. LOL. <laughs> and like, and we, we spent the night together. Yeah. And she, she apologizes to Graham because Graham's because she's like, I lost track of time. We lost track of time. Like, mm-hmm. you know, that's why I'm home so late. And Graham's then turns on her on a fucking dime. Ooh. And is like, is that a fashionable euphemism bandied about on MTV? Which is a great line. <laughs> I loved it. But Jen's like, what? Like, I thought you'd be happy. You like wanted me to forgive yeah, him. You fucking pressured me into this. Are right. you kidding me? And Graham's then is like, I didn't want you to sleep with him. I didn't want you to slip back into your old lifestyle. He, she just slut shames her. Yeah. And she's like, I expected, Graham says, I expected more of you. And then Jen looks at her and is like, I guess I expected. Boss. Yeah. I guess I expected more of you too. The one person that means the most to me. Mm. And can't see that I've changed. Yeah. Jen just fucking storms up to her room. Good for her. Good for her. Yeah. This is fucked up. Because Graham's the whole time is very calm. Um, uh, So (sighs) my thing is like grams i get grams being like hey you're 16 and you were out all night and that's and you didn't call no i mean that that's not okay like are you fucking kidding me i was worried about you all night i didn't know where you were like you you can't not call me like that that is enough to be mad but she's mad at like and it's hard because like Graham, like Jen and Henry have been dating for months now. So if Graham's is worried about Jen having sex with Henry, they should have been talking about it the whole time. Yes, possibly. I would agree. Um, So we go then to Leary's Fresh Fish and Gail is like to Mitch, I cannot believe you're helping Dawson in this race. Stupid pissing contest. And Mitch is like, I'm trying to teach Dawson to stick up for himself. And I'm like, <laughs> stick up for himself. How, Mitch? I don't know. This episode's, this scene's bizarre, too. This scene and is wild. And says, like, don't we want Dawson to fight with his mind? <laughs> what? Well, it's just like, uh, you know... It- it, it would just be like, one we'll... thing if Dawson was like, I am hurt and mad because my friends stuck snuck around and didn't tell me. I don't like being lied to. Like, it's one thing if Dawson is like, I don't like being lied to. My friends lied to me. But that's not what's happening. Dawson's like, Joey's mine. Casey is trying to take him, take her from me. And like, my thing is like, hello to Dawson's parents who should absolutely be stepping in. <laughs> and being like, hey, what we're witnessing is actually quite unhealthy. And like, we need to have a discussion about how to healthfully say, hey, I'm really upset that you like snuck around behind my back mm-hmm. while also not being like, Joey is my possession. Don't fucking touch her. Yeah. I mean, <laughs> yes. Yeah, so Mitch's participation in this is fucked up. <laughs> it's Gail is wild. Gail, you're dead Gail. to me this episode. Fuck you. Gail's like, wild. She's Cause, wild. Because Gail's she's like, yeah, she's like, don't we want Dawson to fight with his mind? And Mitch is like, sometimes actions are better. Right. And then Mitch immediately turns around and makes this all about him and Gail for God know. knows what fucking reason. <laughs> like, I mean, it checks out why Dawson is your son. It fucking right. oh, checks yeah, yeah, out. Yeah, 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 yeah. Checks track. Absolutely. Got it. Got it. Absolutely. Because Gail's like, 
or no mitch goes sometimes people have talked too much and they have to make things clear with action which like i don't know what that means and then he's like i think dawson has more guts than either one of us (laughs) what what are you fucking talking about because he fucking borrowed a boat that he doesn't know how to fucking sail like well, because he's fighting for Joey, you know. Yeah, I mean, I, I I get it, but like, what the hell, man? And Gail's like me, and is like, what? <laughs> Mitch goes, you know, whatever's going on between you and me. And Gail just sits there in silence, just yeah, does she not just, respond. Like, Wide eye, like just like, <laughs> what is happening? <laughs> She okay, fucking so legit does not respond. Son in a twisted as pawn, like to like help him yeah. get some girl, but you think it's gonna help you get me? <laughs> I, I, that calculus does not work. Yeah, no joke, no joke. And so then, like, then we get a sailing Mitch montage. Leaves. Well, Mitch leaves. Uh-huh. And I just want to say yet again, if we're tallying so far, Will Krudsky is the only non-trash person in this episode. Yeah. A twist I did not foresee. <laughs> <laughs> so we go then to the beginning of this regatta. Yeah, we're supposed like- to get a song called Crush em by Megadeth, which like is not a phrase I thought I would say on this Dawson's Creek episode. Because then we get another like heavy metal-ish one right crush them by megadeth is the song oh, it's supposed okay. to be okay and so there's a sailing montage it mm. means nothing to me because we don't know anything about regattas no. and then we finally hear the announcer who like has binoculars and he's like this old white dude that yeah. made me laugh really hard and he's like true love is in the lead <laughs> and you're like and meta. carpe diem is not far behind yeah meta meta okay yeah. and mitch tells dawson that they need to give Pacey buoy room when they uh-huh. get to this like final turn of the regatta and Dawson being the fucking dick he is, is not going to give Pacey the buoy it's room. Like, I'm not giving Pacey room. And then like everyone, like the audience and the announcer and everyone is worried that there's legit going to be a boat crash. Right. Like, <laughs> like this is Dawson's like 1776. Yeah. Like, what? Like, okay. And, Dawson won't back down despite like everyone telling him to. And he's like, got his Jack angry like, man stop. face on. Yeah. Mitch is like, stop. The announcer says to stop. And they all are kind of like, no, these are the rules of engagement. Well, right. Like I, I grew up in a surfing town. There are like surfing yeah. rules that if you break, like you are, fu- people will fucking chase you out of the goddamn water. Yeah. It's like Dawson doesn't understand the social contract. Mm hmm. It's a little bit like that. Yeah, yeah. And he's like... So he goes so this, to turn. But this is also where my question about regattas and how one signs up for a regatta comes, right? Like, like the fact is, is that Dawson's doing something that could cause actual real injury and possibly death. Like, he could kill Pacey if he runs this boat into another boat. Yeah. Like, and these are big boats. Damage other boats in the absolutely everything absolutely and so my thing is like you know does i mean i get it that dawson is flaunting the rules because the rules are being screamed at him but like at what like do you have to like know like how how does one sign up for a regatta what are the credentials that one needs to bring to regatta sign up i have questions about that how does one sail a boat like don't you need you don't need a license for that I, I honestly don't know. 
Like, okay. I mean, there's a lot that they just rely on the viewers being like, go with it. Just go with yeah, it. Yeah, yeah, totally. <laughs> and like the fact that Mitch is not horrified that he's he's like raised this monster of a son. At no point does that come up. I mean, like, it's, you know, like, you know, I don't really lean into violence or think, think that you should. But I do think Mitch should have like physically grabbed Dawson. Pushed Dawson away. And mm. and like taken the wheel. Like, Absolutely. Like this is a very dangerous situation. Absolutely. And Mitch should have like physically remove Dawson from continuing with this behavior. Absolutely. I like, absolutely it's like, these are like, like I'm not a parent, so I don't really feel comfortable telling people how to parent, but in situations mm. like this, I'm like, you have to fucking course correct when a white dude is putting other people's lives in danger. That's how we get Kyle Rittenhouse. Okay. You need to course I mean, correct your kids. Yeah, exactly. Exactly. And like, Finally, Pacey and Will move out of the way to avoid this collision because yeah, they're not they're fucking like, assholes. Renting a regatta doesn't mean we should risk our fucking lives, you right. know? And Dawson, like, maniacally is laughing, <laughs> like, fuck yeah, one. He's like, ugh, it's so, it's really triggering. It's, it's very hard. It's awful. So, so we, like, we cut over to, like, And, like, Dawson's- the announcer is like, okay, like, he's definitely disqualified disqualified like you know yeah and so dawson gets off the boat and like sees joey immediately jumping up and down like fuck yeah he's like screaming like i won won, i won and joey's like bro no you fucking didn't fucking win you were disqualified and dawson's like what and then pacey comes storming at him like what the fuck were you doing you almost yeah. killed me yeah you almost killed me i actually have a right to yell at you right because like dawson's like what do you mean i got disqualified and i'm like yeah motherfucker you got disqualified <laughs> so you did this for quote for joey you did this thing you signed up for this regatta to and like paid no, this joey. fee to like put the potter b flag on your fucking boat and you know you did the and you say it's for, quote for joey and you fucked it up so that not only does the Potter B&B not get the advertising that you have like claimed that this is all for, but you've made maybe made this even worse because you've put this flag on this fucking asshole's boat. Yeah, it's going to say in the now it's going to say Potter B&B boat disqualified, right. you know? Yeah. And so Joey just like this shit is fucked up. Yeah, I don't need y'all fighting over me. Because and it's kind of they like start, they start fighting over her. Like they go from fighting over the boats to fighting over Joey, and Joey says, "Like I'm not some damn trophy." Yeah, and neither of them start listen. Neither of them listen to her. Exactly. Yeah. And Pacey's like, Dawson fucking started it. He told me to take care of you, and like you know, and Dawson's like, I was hurt. I was hurt because, and you knew it. You yeah. knew I loved her. And I still do. I still do. And he looks over at he her. He fucking dead eyes her. Like, and Joey is legit creeped out. Joey's like, I hate this. Yeah. And she, so this is the moment <laughs> she gets honest. Yeah. And she goes, again, Dawson doesn't hear her. And it's really sad. Right. Dawson doesn't hear her and Pacey does. I mean, that's the that is the long yeah. and short of it. She says, I hate you, Pacey, for kissing me and forcing me to figure out what it all means. Mm-hmm. And I hate you, Dawson, for forcing me to make a choice between our friendship and what my, I might have had with him. 
Ugh. and which is devastating oh and then she's like God. i hate myself too i wish i could get back to the way it was i wish i could take it all back but i can't and then she says nothing is worth going through all this no one person is worth this neither one of you and certainly not me and like kind of true it's heartbreaking and she leaves yeah yeah, and she starts off crying. Um, she's super upset. Yeah, and, and like Pacey, rightfully so. Yeah, and Pacey, like he does get one last job, and at Dawson, he's like, "Are you happy now?" Yeah, and it's like Dawson did this because he thinks he knows Joey, and he did it for Joey, and she storms off crying. So it's like Dawson, do you know her? Right. Right. It's so hard to watch, and especially since the writers are constantly reinforcing to us like he's her soulmate mm-hmm. they've known each other they know each other so well and yeah. like to see this behavior you're like what like it just doesn't have to be this fucked up oh totally i agree i agree i mean i think like you know i think i mean my problem my thing is like the well, the 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 forward movement of this episode and particularly of this regatta is all Dawson, right? Pacey's like, I'm not trying to start shit. Mm-hmm. I'm just, I have already entered this regatta I long this ago. A month ago. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> and like, I had talked to Gail about it already a, a while ago. And, you know, I'm not trying to start shit. And then Dawson's like, well, I fucking am. Yes. And and that's I mean to me that's the problem right is that it's like it's not good enough that like Dawson has now seemingly stopped Joey and Pacey from getting together mm-hmm. from from actually finding out what they mean to each other and like and the fact that they like clearly have feelings for one another that are attracted to one another all of those things Dawson has put like an end to that. Mhm. And instead of just being like, okay, put an end to that. Let's see where we go from here. You know, he's like, no, what I'm going to do is like, I mean, you know. Well, I mean, Joey says it herself. She's like, you forced me from choosing between our friendship and seeing what I could have had with Pacey. Right. And what Joey has put on the table, you know, this episode Mm -hmm. and last episode is friendship. And Dawson is like, no. Right, you and, need to choose me romantically right it's almost like we're back to mid-season two where joey kept saying i want to be friends i want to be friends i want to be friends and dawson kept not accepting mm-hmm. that and look i mean i don't want to blame joey for everything but also like hey joe when people say when you say i want to be friends and someone says i can't be just friends with you you say okay then we're done yeah that's that's how that goes. That's how that goes down. No, it should have gone down that way in season two. It and fucking it sucks. Go down yeah. This way now. Again, like that's why I am so different than her because mm. I think Dawson's lying. So I would just call his bluff. Okay, we're not yeah. friends then. <laughs> yeah. I mean, he's being a real shithead. Yeah. So, so she he comes up to Joey who's crying. And well, we he, get the song Let It Let That Be Enough by Switchfoot. Okay. First of all. And, and then he yeah. just says to her, I'm glad he kissed you because it forced me to deal with my feelings for you. Yeah. He's like, let me center my feelings here. 
Yeah. Even though she said to Pacey, I'm fucking pissed at you for kissing me. Like, I'm, you know. Yeah. And, and so she's like in this place of being angry about the this kiss that happened, this event that happened. Right. And Dawson's like, I'm glad that happened because that wouldn't have awoken the jealousy in me to remind myself that you're mine. Yeah, man. It's, I mean, it's a real, uh, uh, it's hard. It's, this is very hard. Cause like Joey then looks at him and with like actual sense about her goes, look, I'm no good for you. Yes. <laughs> and I'm like, I mean, like, can we have an applause? Like, holy shit. Yes. She is no good for you, Dawson. She's and she like, says exactly why. Yeah, and it's the like, truth. Look how you behave. Yes. Like, she's like, I bring out the worst in you. Yes. Go with this feeling, Joey. You d- both bring out the worst in each other. And he's like, I'm just trying to be the person you want. Well, he says he, he behaved, says, he, he behaved the to... way he did because he was threatened. Yeah. Fuck that. Fuck that, man. Yeah. And th- sorry. And then he says, like, I'm trying to be the kind of guy you want. <laughs> and it's like, he's even in saying that being like, I'm trying to be more like Pacey. Because he says, because jo- Joey asks him, what kind of guy is that? Yes. And Dawson's like, the kind who beat up a bully and bought you a wall. And like, okay, let's break this down. Dawson fucking Leary not paying attention to literally anything. Yeah, you're she hated that he beat up that bully yeah. and came and fucking yelled at him about it because she was like, do not do that. And the wall thing is like, she just, Pacey just paid attention to the shit she was interested in. And pushed her forward ever so slightly in a not like threatening way. Yeah, I she, mean, it, it's just more of an encouragement of like what she was pursuing art. Absolutely. Joey, you know, absolutely. And it's like, it's an acknowledgement of what she wants and that she wants Pacey while saying, no, you can't have that. Right. You get the Dawson Pacey. Like, no, nobody wants that. Mm hmm. And Joey's like that. Well, that guy isn't you, because Joey <laughs> she, fucking knows. She fucking calls him out. She's <laughs> like, "You don't even want me. You you said it yourself. You just yeah. didn't want to lose to Pacey." Yeah. And honestly, like you know, Dawson. To me, I all I can see is like Dawson. You know, if you don't want to lose Joey, you could just be friends with her, no matter who she dates. Yeah. And then Dawson, with his angry eyes looks at her and is like i want you more than i ever have (laughs) fuck you man like this is such manipulative trash i know it's really hard because it's like i understand his pain you know i really do but like i don't ever ever in any part of my viewing of this understand his possessiveness well and that's my thing is that like that's actually i think a lot of where my anger about this shit sparks from is that i'm like I want to be on Dawson's side. Mm -hmm. Like I desperately wish that I got to be on Dawson's side here. I desperately wish that I got to say like, Oh my God, that's so hard because I think it fucking is hard. Yeah. You know what I mean? Like that shit is hard being like, Oh my God, my best friend or this person that I'm in love with does not want me and wants someone else. That is not an easy thing to deal with. 
Yeah. And like, I totally think it's even authentic that you would think that you would circle back and get together again. (laughs) Absolutely. Absolutely. Like, I don't think he's being fucked up for being like that, but the possessiveness, it's 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 his desire for Joey is always awoken through jealousy of Pacey. And, and not only that, I mean, like, I think you're right on that assessment, but it's not just that. It's also that there's like absolutely no acknowledgement of Joey's own agency in this. Mm-hmm. And of the fact that like Joey has said that she, she likes Pacey. She needs him. She needs him. And there's just no acknowledgement of anything that Joey wants and it, and knowing the hold that he has over Joey, instead of saying like, look, our, our friendship might be changed significantly, but like, I want you to have what you want. He, or he, he could just say like, look, I, like he said to her, like, you can't have him as your boyfriend and me as my consolation prize. So like there is a reality where he's like, look, I don't think I could be friends with you, but like, I don't. And like, I'm just being honest with you. Like I, I will try to like figure out a way or like maybe that will change, but like, I don't think I could be friends with you. Right. I'm not going to say like that there is an ultimatum here because like, I don't even know if I could be friends with you if you end it with Pacey, which is what we're seeing here. Right you know right right and she just lies to him and she's like what i need right now is a friend yeah she says the last thing i need is another person with romantic intentions yeah and then dawson's like okay what do you need which you know is a nice thing to say if you actually listen to the answer but he's pushy about it and he's like i'll do anything and my question is what dawson what if the answer is stand aside while i figure out how i feel about pacey yeah. And that's I mean, that's not what she says to him. But that is my question. Like, what if that's the answer? Well, obviously, she feels like she couldn't say that because right. she would have. Right. And so and the she, thing just she like, does say, yeah, go ahead. Be the person you used to be. I want you to be my friend, you know, someone who will be there without an agenda. And to that, I say, Joey, her name is fucking Jen. I know. Why? Like, why are you do like go to or her? Go apologize to Andy, even if it's not Jen. Like, Andy's yeah. your friend. You could apologize to her, and Andy is. I think Andy would accept an apology from. Absolutely, her. I agree with you 100. percent And Joey Dawson's like, you know, can he just I calls her bluff. You? He's like, I want to prove it to you, and she like walks away from him, which honestly, good. He doesn't believe him. I mean, good. I know she should never speak to him again, but whatever. That's not what's going to happen. But <sighs> so we're at the train and Will's leaving because we're going to have Coca-Cola presents young Americans coming <laughs> soon. <laughs> Aaron, we see the outside of the Caveside train station. Oh, yeah. Yeah. yeah, yeah. It's like kind of cute, you know? Yeah, it and is. Pacey's there with Will saying goodbye. Will's like, Pacey, I need the I need the Pacey advice. I need the good yeah. Pacey advice. And Paisley gives him this great list. Avoid public nudity. Don't murder anyone. I mean, that's basically the plot of uh, The Secret History, So, um, which I would watch in a TV series, hint, hint. Um, and he's like, and also don't sleep with your teachers. Uh, and it's like, I don't know, like, if this is supposed to reinforce the narrative that Dawson has that Pacey just wants to fuck people mm-hmm. but like it's weird and i don't like i hate it, it. hate it and hate it. 
And Will then turns around and says, I have some advice for you, Pacey. He says, don't give up on true love. It always wins in the end. Yeah. And then Will leaves and goodbye, Will Krutzky. I mean, here's the deal, Will. You're not a good actor. You were unnecessary. Not sure why you were here. But that you were the one non-trash person in this episode. And so we'll give you that little tidbit. Oh, good for you. (laughs) So then we go to Jen's room and I have to note before we get into the scene that she has a huge Paula Cole poster on her wall, (laughs) which of course is the actual theme song for Dawson's Creek is I don't want to wait by Paula Cole. Yeah. And she's pissed and she's got her headphones on. She's like, Rams walks in and she's like, I know you're fucking mad at me, but you should be fucking respecting my privacy. Uh, You know? Uh huh. And Grams gets weird and is like, (laughs) I wanted to bring you this. She brings the dress that Jen wore in episode one when she first arrived in Cape Side. And Grams is like, I found it packed away. And Jen's like, yeah, it's like not really my style. Which, like, I don't know what kind of pack rats these people are. They didn't bring that to Goodwill? I don't know, Aaron. But also, like, East Coast people have, like, their different wardrobes for the different sure, seasons. Sure, sure. So there, like, is some p- packing. I guess Midwestern people, too. There's, like, a... P- there is, like, a... Yeah, but Jen's like, that's not my style anymore. I know. I I hear you. I think you're right. But I, it's very, the, the, the having different wardrobes is quite confusing to me um, yeah. as a Californian. Uh, anyway, so Graham sits and is like, like, look, this, I found this dress and it reminded me of how much you've grown up. Like mm-hmm. when you first came here, you were a child and now you're like a poised, mature, confident young woman who isn't afraid to risk your heart. So, okay. Yeah. Okay. And she's like, then she's like, so I really just think that I need to talk to you about safe sex. Well, wait, she says one line that I love. She says, I think you finally believe after all this time that you really do deserve to be loved. Oh, I thought she says that later. Okay. Yeah. I'm yeah. Sorry. And, and then, then uh, yeah, and then yeah. she and then she starts getting into a safe sex conversation. <laughs> Jen's like, "Don't do that! Don't do that! Please stop! I didn't have sex with Henry." Well, she's okay. Wait, she says, <laughs> Graham says, "Um, okay, I I've seen the affection that you and Henry have for each other, and I know it's truly difficult to wait when you've found the love you deserve." And like Jen keeps trying to interrupt. She's like, "Graham's." Mm-hmm. Grams, yeah. Grams, and and Grams just like soldiers on. She's like, yeah, no, yeah. no, no time for that. And she's like, I know you think you know all about the birds and the bees, but I want to talk to you not only about the joy of sex, but the responsibility of birth control. And I fucking spat my water out. I laughed so goddamn hard right then. <laughs> yeah, it's like really sweet when you remember that, like. Grams, well, season one, Grams was a horrible person. Yeah, yeah. And you know that, like, something happened with Helen Lindley in the sense that she didn't use contraception mm. one time, you know, mm-hmm. um, whatever the circumstances around that, we don't know. We don't know. But, uh, you know, and so Grams, I don't know, what we could deduce from that is that Grams had a very clear abstinence only yeah, line, you know. And mm-hmm. that that resulted in something that Grams probably wasn't stoked on. 
Yeah, and and Jen then goes to Grams and she's like, "Look, Grams, like we did not have sex." Mm-hmm. And Grams is like, "What?" And she's like, "We literally slept together, but we didn't have sex." Yeah. And Grams is very glad about that. He's stoked. And it's which like, is a little weird, but it's weird, but like you get it. Yeah, 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 exactly. And Jen's like, you know, now that you know what really happened, did you still mean everything you just said to me? And Graham says she meant every word and they hug and yeah. it's very nice. Like, like Graham's a little bit redeems herself at the end of this episode. She acts like trash for like 99% of it, but like she has a nice little moment here at the end. Um, And I, and there's a part of me that like gives her the space for that, that like, yeah, I mean, I love Graham's journey to be yeah. a better person, you know, and I think like the representation that you can be a better person when you're like 70 or however old we're supposed to think Graham's is like, yeah. I wish that we could have that represented in society. <laughs> <laughs> that would be nice. You know, like I this do. journey to like learn from like future generations and be like, okay, well, like yeah. it's just different. So I need to like have different boundaries and, and thought processes about that, you know? Yeah. Um, so I, I like that. No, you know, same, same. I love whenever Jen is being built up. I fucking love it. I, absolutely the same. I mean, I think the thing that say, Jen Graham says to Jen is like, I mean, that's that's a a wonderful thing to say to another person. You know, mm-hmm. it's a validating thing to say. And I think like, I think so often, and this is a place where I really I think relate to Jen so much, is like this kind of gruff. Uh, sarcastic exterior hides the fact that like Jen also needs validation. Yeah. Uh, And, and I think I relate to that deeply because sometimes when I get validation, I'm like, Oh shit. Right. That does actually feel nice. Doesn't it? (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) You know what I mean? Like, I I mean, I think we, I knew, you know, I think we forget sometimes like, Mm -hmm. Oh yeah, that actually is nice to hear that. Like I'm doing okay. Right. You know? Yeah. So we go to then Leary's Fresh Fish, where I have questions. Gail, Gail has closed this restaurant okay, on Gail's the busiest day. Business of the year. brain, I don't get it all. <laughs> she's like all business the top of the episode, and now she's just like biggest weekend of the year. Shut it down. Yeah, because she made up a table for her and Mitch, and Mitch is very confused. Like there was supposed to be a private party, and Gail's yeah. like, "Yeah, it's yeah, us. I'm your private party." <laughs> private dancer private dancer and Gil's like I thought about what you said about what's been happening around here and I thought we should have dinner and figure some things out and Gail girl have dinner at home let your business make money have dinner on Monday night you weirdo (laughs) yeah exactly this can wait like 24 hours yeah because and Mitch is Mitch is us he's like well but this is like an important weekend like what are we doing girl yeah and, and then, then we get like a little insight into like their relationship and Gail's like Mitch is you're the you're more important than anything right you're more important than the, even the business you always will be and it's a nice sentiment like you always were you always will be it's a nice sentiment but also like really immensely privileged that they can like close this restaurant yes feel like we're fine and like prioritize their, prioritize their relationship like exactly. at, you know with a great financial you know expense mm. yeah without then, a doubt. then mitch comes up and kisses gail <laughs> it's really so, weird oh <laughs> yeah that's where we are with Mitch and Gail. Um, just a real, ro- a real roller coaster with these two. <laughs> yeah. 
<laughs> we're not off it yet either um and joey then we go back to joey in front of her wall oh my god she's this in scene. her painting overalls and yeah, i don't and know if you noticed scarf. well yeah she's in her bandana i don't know if you noticed there are handprints on the butt I cheeks did. of her overalls i did nice touch guys nice yeah. touch yeah <laughs> And she's just sitting there staring, she's looking, contemplating. She's and, looking concerned. She is looking concerned. Yeah. And Pacey walks up from behind. Mm-hmm. And he wonders if she thought he was Dawson. Because he like but, taps her on the shoulder and startles her. Uh-huh. And, and then he immediately apologizes for being petty. Yep. Exactly. And Joey's like, the lease will be up soon. Yeah. The lease on this wall is up soon. And Pacey's like, I'll renew it if you want me to. So they have this like conversation about their relationship via the wall. Which yeah, I the wall. Is why I love this wall so much. But yeah, and Joey's like, I don't know. Like, yeah, I don't want to give it up, but I don't feel like I'm ready to. And he's like, like paint. paint? <laughs> That's what we're calling it now. And Joey's and then like, he sighs. Yeah. Don't gloss over. Sorry. I'm so sorry, Aaron. I would never gloss <laughs> over his size. And Joey's like, yeah, yeah, paint. Uh-huh. Uh-huh. Um, and Pacey, quite rightly, is like, you know, I really thought after the way he behaved today that you'd love him less, but you don't. If anything, you love him more. Oh, and and like God. that was like a stab in the heart to me about Joey. Like I just I'm like. Because I think it's true. I I, I don't I disagree. Think yeah. In 2000, like the way pa- I believe, I didn't think it at the time until Pacey flat out said it. And mm. I was like, it's fucking true. That's so dark. I agree. And cause she's, cause like my personal thing is like, after the way Dawson behaved today, you don't speak to that person for a while until you get your head right. <laughs> Yeah, I mean, I'm so big on safety and I just wouldn't feel safe around someone who would potentially kill someone on a boat, like, you know. Over like, a girl. Over a like girl. I, I just like that wouldn't I wouldn't feel safe around Dawson. Right. It's know? not like Pacey was like trying to murder someone and so Dawson rammed him with his boat or some shit like that, you know? Like Yeah. Uh, yeah. And Joey asked Pacey then to please not make this harder than it is. And like my thing is like meeting with him she's like don't make this any harder and it's like i just am like you're fucked up too joey like absolutely and i think making it harder like you know like and also he is in a position to he has a right to feel how he feels too you know absolutely because i think that the reason that she asks him to not make it harder is because she knows that he listens to her i know and like and so she asks him like like this is what's so wild about this say dynamic. To him, I need a friend. No, she doesn't, because she knows that he's actually going to listen to her. He would be her friend, and she knows she doesn't want that fr- consolation prize friendship. Mm-hmm. She wants mm-hmm. more than that. Yeah. And Pacey says, "I okay, like I, you know, I'm not going to make this harder, but I want to ask one question." Oh my god! <laughs> and he says, "If it wasn't for Dawson, could you lo- ever love me like that?" And she says, like what? And And, he says, like a soulmate. Yeah. And it's like, it's, oh my God. It's it's like, again, those lines, it's like actually really fucked up. But he says it and he, you're like, he's just, 
I think that that's why Pacey, everyone loves him because what Joshua Jackson did with that character and, you know, similar to what, um, you know, Michelle Williams does with some of the shitty ass lines they give her, the way Mm. she takes it, you know, it's like, Mm. this is a really fucked up thing to say to Joey. She's like in a bad spot too. And, but you feel for Pacey. Yeah, absolutely. And, and Joey starts immediately crying and is like, please don't make me do this. Don't make me choose. And she's like, I think the best thing is to just take a couple of steps back. And Pacey's like, yeah, okay. And like turns to walk away. And then he turns around and he's like, you know, I'll renew the lease on the wall first thing tomorrow. I'm not issuing you an ultimatum. Mm hmm. Mm-hmm. And so we know the wall is the relationship. So he's like, look, you have another month. Yeah. Joey, I have a question for, which is what the fuck are you doing, girl? There is a clear choice here. And like, my thing is like, I wish they had not written Dawson this angry and this shitty. I, I wish Dawson hadn't been acted this angry and this shitty I think it's a I think it's makes such a better story if there's not a clear choice. Um uh, my example as always is in Sweet Home Alabama, a, a fucking classic movie. You know, neither of the men that Reese Witherspoon has to choose between in that movie are better. I mean, they're both great choices. Yeah. And it doesn't mean that the movie's bad. It actually makes the movie better because you're like, I could see her with either of these men. And I think that's like, my thing is like, I think that's would have been the way to go for people who are on team Dawson. I think that like this writing did you fucking dirty Mm -hmm. because it's hard to look at Dawson's behavior, particularly in this episode and say, anything but joey should fucking run from this relationship i I completely agree with you it it just like there's so much behavior that would be like more or less justified from a 16 year old in this amount of pain that dawson Mm. is in but he just like levels up over and over to a point where it's like it's really bad and toxic and like it's just like I don't even know that this guy's your friend, girl. Like, what? Right. Like, this is really hard to see, you know. And like, she, what she keeps saying to Dawson is like, she says, you know, in the last episode, I need him, and then she's yeah. like saying to him, like, I'm mad at you because you made me choose between our friendship and what I could have had with Pacey, you know, right. and then it's like what she keeps consistently saying is like, I want to pursue this with Pacey. Right. And I mean, my thing is like the only two options for Joey seemingly right now are the Kelly Taylor. I choose me route. Right. When Kelly, when Brandon and Dylan were fighting over Kelly, she looked at both of them and said, I choose me. I choose none of you. Fine. That would be a acceptable mm-hmm. or Pacey. Dawson is not an acceptable route. He is just so toxic at this point. He is so horrendous to her and so, so controlling and manipulative of her that like really, truly like you can't. I mean, to me, those things aside, he's not offering what she wants. 
So therefore it's not the right choice. Like even if he wasn't all of those really bad things, he's not offering what she wants, which is a friendship, you know? And so therefore it's not good because it's not what she wants. Yep. I think that's totally spot on. Yeah. So, so then we go to the sailboat. Sorry, I I cut you off earlier. That's okay. Yeah. And, um, yeah, so we're at true love and Pacey is ripping the placard that says Mm. true love off of the boat and he throws it into the ocean and we see a hand go to grab it and we're like, oh God, who is it? Who is it? Who is it? It's it's, Andy. mm. And she wants to talk to him. Yeah. And he's and like, he's just like, I can't fucking hear this shit tonight. Like, yeah, I'm he's like, I know you hate me. I, I don't know need to hear you it. hate me. <laughs> and like, I've just had a rough couple of weeks and yeah. no one's talking to me. And you're probably going to talk to me about fucking Dawson. Like, right. do you love him more now, too? Right. right you want to know right. what shit he said about you? Yeah. And she's like, no, no, no. Like, that's not why I'm here. I need to say something. Yeah. Like, and Andy, like, I <laughs> like Andy. So I always give her more space. I acknowledge that. But she's just firm like I need to talk to you and like Uh, I'm like that so like yeah I like this you Mm -hmm. know and she's like look Pacey I do not hate you I felt hurt and betrayed and it would be easy to turn that into anger and into hate but I don't want to carry that around yeah she's like that's not who I am yeah and I just love it she's just like I think like I guess just the comparison of Mm. her Andy to this revelation about her ex and her best friend, you know, is so authentic because she is mad. And like, that's why I was like, I understand her behavior at the top of the episode. And then like with upon reflection, she like wants to talk it out with him and say like, I'm hurt and betrayed. Like, don't get it twisted. (laughs) But like, I'm not angry or like, I'm not, I don't hate you. And I don't like that. It, that's not what's really happening. I want to clarify that for you and for me, you know? Well, and it's and like, I think that like, that's the one of the things I struggle with Dawson is that you see the comparison of a very similar situation happening parallel, you know, with Andy yeah. and Dawson doesn't self-reflect and he right. just is trying to like, you know, create a situation that is advantageous to him and has the results that he wants. Right. Because my thing is like, Andy, you know, my thing is like in the longest day, I do think that it's totally appropriate for both of them to be angry. Now, you know, we can discuss and we did discuss how Dawson's anger manifests and like Mm -hmm. the shit that he screams at Joey in his room is pretty unacceptable. Mm -hmm. But also there is a part of me that's like, he's a 16 year old. He just got his heart like legit broken. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And so, like, as much as I think that it's unacceptable, it's also like, okay, like, if you did some work and apologized for that, like, that's a forgivable, it's a forgivable offense, right? Like, yeah. And, and instead of doing that, what he does is he tries to fucking kill Pacey with a sailboat, <laughs> I know. right? Like, and so you're like, okay, so, so the problem isn't that you were very angry in the moment when you found out and you behaved kind of horribly. Yeah. And now you're reflecting back on it and like, eh, I'm, I perhaps overreacted. Like, you know, look, we've all fucking been there. We've all fucking done it. You yeah, know, I mean, Dawson has even said, like, look, I overreacted. And what I realized is that, like, I am ready to get back together and I, I want to get back together with you. Right. That's he not what's happening. Yeah. He hasn't flat out said that to her. He's like done these like, you know, 
these like I still love you you're mine you're mine like yeah these like (laughs) things that are like less than straightforward yeah and like you know and he's yeah and he's trying to like like it that's why pacey's kind of like calling him out like if you want me to quit you have to say so like you have to be straight up man yeah yeah and and so andy tells pacey like look i don't hate you and pacey thanks her like thanks her for this nice conversation (laughs) oh my god he's like thank you and i like died because uh, uh, yeah totally and then andy comes goes like look pacey hates a strong word but so is love, love. and she hands the nameplate back to him Ugh. i mean whew, listen it's like if they didn't make dawson bad enough they made a you see how someone a different person could and would react yeah <laughs> to a similar the exact yeah. same situation exactly so and- then <sighs> if you were like on the fence if you were like on joey's side understanding where she's coming from <laughs> you're not we're about to shove you out the window because you're joey- about to scream at joey fuck you yeah yeah she yeah. just jumps right into dawson's window mm. with a video et and asks, yeah, what if the invitation still stands? And just like, what the fuck are you fucking doing, Joey? Jen's house is literally next door. Go there if you need to talk to someone. What are you doing? And Dawson's like, oh, like E.T. is what you rented? And yeah, like you always say that movie's really sad because mm. it fucking is. That movie haunted me. Oh, when my I was God. A kid. It's super sad. I remember our <laughs> our friend Peter who had her, the Darren's dance groups one time mm-hmm. um, in college. I was picking him up from the airport for after Thanksgiving, and then I was picking you up from the airport after Thanksgiving. Uh-huh. But we had like a little there was time between your flights, so uh-huh. Peter and I, and it was like the twentieth anniversary of ET or something. And Peter and I just like went to a, a movie theater in San Jose and watched ET, and uh-huh. like the two of us just fucking sobbed in the yeah. like so sad. I, and I hadn't seen it in a really long time. I really distinctly remember this, and I was like, "Man, this movie is tragic." That's like one of those movies your parents show you, and mm. you look at them with a side eye, like, "Why the fuck are you showing me this?" <laughs> like Bambi. Yes. <laughs> first time i knew my mom was wild when she was like my favorite mo- disney movie is bambi and i looked at her side eye like you freak <laughs> saddest movie ever it is really sad it is oh totally. my god and like, yeah and like whatever anyways, anyways so jo- so dawson quotes the last line of et uh, because which she's is- just like i wanted to watch something that i knew the ending like the back of my hand yeah and he's like oh when et turns to elliot and says i'll be right here and Joey's like, yeah, right now, those are some of the most comforting world- words in the world. Ugh. And Joey, look, Joe, they lay on the bed and I'm just going to fucking say it. Yes. Joey Potter has her goddamn shoes on and Dawson's pillow. And she puts pillow, them on the pillow. On the which, pillow. Which he deserves, but also is gross. <laughs> oh, my God. These freaks. I know. Take your goddamn shoes off when they're on a bed. My God. And, and it's like super awkward. She looks at him mm. and then looks away, but like not like longingly. No, like, she is fucking devastated. Yeah. And like it reads all over her face that like this is really not what she wants. 
she's trying to salvage this relationship. And again, like this is my thing about Joey being kind of textbook abuse victim, right? Like she doesn't even fucking want this relationship, it seems. And yet she's trying to salvage it. I mean, it's just hard, like knowing that she's had no stability yeah, you know, in her yeah, home life. And so yeah. like the most comforting words to her is like, I'll be right here. Like, you know, because like mm. her parents have can't say that to her. Right. And so she just wants that consistency and she's misplaced that consistency into Dawson. Yeah. And yeah, I think that's really smart. Yeah. You know, it sucks. Like, because like. I think at one point Dawson was that to her, but like it did change everything once they started dating, obviously, Absolutely. you know? Yeah. And, and like, again, Joey, there are consequences to your actions. Yeah. That, it's yeah. not, that's not a bad thing. It's just that there are consequences. It's just to your the actions. truth. It's yeah, just exactly. Truth. Like, you know, like, it yeah, good, sucks. bad or other. It's just, there are consequences. <laughs> yeah. It fucking sucks. Yeah. You know? Yeah. And or like, sometimes it doesn't suck. Sometimes the consequences are great. You know? Yeah. So it, but they're there. They're yeah. They're consequences. So like that's yeah. what sucks, you know. And like and so we just pan out seeing them like hella awkward, and it's yeah. just so far removed from them in the pilot. Absolutely. You just see how how different they are. How far apart they are. Yeah, and like it's hard because, like I've said before, I don't I don't understand Dawson's feelings. I don't you know see mm-hmm. and like mm-hmm. Jay said that they do so <laughs> you know there's yeah, like, so we that, get that. I, that was so interesting to me yeah but i don't even see dawson looking at joey romantically i agree with you like it, it didn't seem like a a lust or a longing or like a romantic in his face and like mm-hmm. that might be his james vanderbeek's acting but like you know <laughs> It's hard, like you, like you said, and like, you know, I agree is that like, it just doesn't have to be like this. Like yeah. it, it, if it, the choice is so obvious for Joey and it would be so much more compelling if it wasn't yeah, a- as obvious. I agree. I agree. I mean, I just think it's obvious because it's what she wants. Like, jo- like in season one the reason why i was like all right joey and dawson yeah because it's what joey wants and like you know as a woman i always relate to woman characters and want what they want you know Mm -hmm. and she's said last episode and now this episode she just wants to be friends with dawson yeah and i think like that's the thing is that like you know it this is this episode is really hard for me because like there's this way in which and and what pisses me off about the ending is that like yet again much like in 216 Mm -hmm. Dawson has not had to make any amends or apologize really at all for his truly abhorrent behavior right Mm -hmm. he kind of sort of was like Joey what can I do on the dock but he didn't really apologize to her and he and he's behaved really I mean, quite horrendously throughout this whole episode. Mm-hmm. And like, we have this episode where like, again, I feel like I cannot believe any of his friends speak to him after this. And like, I don't know how many times I'm going to say that, you know, like they don't. 
And also, Mitch and Gail don't parent their son at all. Mitch is on the fucking boat with him. I know. And like, we don't see, and we don't see anything afterwards that says like, hey, son, that was absolutely psychotic. What the fuck did you do? I mean, I would have been punished for that. I would have had some oh kind my. of repercussion that was like grounding oh. or I don't know, some kind of pun- like manual labor. Punishment. Yeah. Like, yeah. Are you kidding me? Like, are you kidding me? Yeah. You, you risked the life of two 16 year olds. Like you're in trouble. <laughs> and, and the fact that Joey then just comes and forgives him without him doing any work. I mean, like she just jumps in his window and is like, we're all good. I mean, that's the shit that makes me irate about Joey, too, is it's like, come on. Yeah, I mean, it's like on the one hand, I think that she's trying to get what she wants by like acting like, okay, he says we're going to be friends. So we're going to be friends and like trying to fake it till you make it. And like what she wants is, you know, she wants someone to be right here. She wants that consistency. So I can like get it. It's hard hard because i don't know why she's placed so much consistency on him (laughs) you know no i think that's really wise yeah totally anyway this episode is a dumpster fire but the next two are fucking great so yeah you just have to get through this one so who are you rooting for literally at the end of this episode i'm rooting for will krudsky go have fun on coca-cola presents the americans yeah they really like they had to sell you on him. Right? I <laughs> mean, like, this is the only spin off yeah. going. Yeah. The only person who is not absolute trash in this episode is Will Kretzky. Yeah, I completely agree. It's hard to root for anyone. I mean, I think like, obviously I am rooting for Pacey because yeah, like, yeah. I like root for him a lot, but he says some real fucked up things I mean, in this episode. <laughs> yeah. Everyone's a mess in this episode. Oh my God. <laughs> like that, you know, like, yeah. uh, but he just like, it, it's he he gives space to Andy when she asked for it you know she he gives space to Joey when she asked for it so it's like oh my god you yeah know, it's like but and fuck. Jen and Jen like I just hate how Jen deals with Henry but like I'm glad she and Grams have that nice moment at the end yeah and I think that it is authentic that she is finally allowing herself to be loved you know and so mm-hmm. that means that she's like you know, I get it because she has so much trauma why she's like constantly allowing this guy to cross her boundaries, yeah. you know? Yeah, yeah, yeah. I do have sympathy for it, but um, it's it, it's hard to watch. Stands up to grams, you know, it, it just like yeah. <laughs> she just deserves better, you know? Absolutely. OK, so for our listener corner, mm. this is from Tamara. Um, did we really need another episode that proves Dawson is an insensitive, manipulative jerk? Okay, maybe we did just for some more of the thicker viewers and also the fact that he's trying to buy Joey's love. Even she sees through the shit. It's, quote, it's not free when talking about the B&B advertising. Mm-hmm. Good call, Joey. <laughs> and other impressionable folks walking, watching this show. Yeah, Tamara, so... I, I mean, I Aaron agree. and I, I Aaron and I kind of talked about this. Yeah, yeah we've consistently made this point throughout is that like, you know, storytelling was different then. And mm-hmm. so I think that they just didn't trust the viewers, the writers didn't trust the viewers to have this um, pivot for yeah. Joey to be involved with Pacey because then 
the storytelling before was like, nope, Joey and Pacey, we're going to sell you on that for as long as this show runs, you know? Joey and Dawson, yeah. Sorry, Joey and Dawson, we're going to sell you on that, you know? And so to do this pivot, they were scared that the viewers wouldn't buy it. And I think the thing is, is that like, uh, and the thing that Aaron Hensley and I sort of, we had a short conversation about this before we started recording. So I'll bring it here now, which is that like, actually, I think this episode, I understand that they needed an episode in between longest day, which we just finished. And then what's coming up in the next two episodes. Mm-hmm. Um, and, and I think what really needed to happen in this episode was to show how far apart these people are from each other, that this, Pacey and Joey kissing each other and then getting caught blew the goddamn lid off their friend group. And that I I'm like, yeah, I think you did need that episode. I think that or I don't maybe not need it, but I think it's really good to have it because I think if you went from longest day into the next episode, um, there's just something miss. There's some gravitas missing in so far as that, like what is actually at stake right now. Mm-hmm. Right. And, and I think, but what I think is that the fact that they made this episode about this, like, I mean, dick swinging competition. Yeah. That, like like Dawson's says. the only one swinging his dick PS. And yeah. like, and then like, and he is just so abhorrent in this episode. Mm-hmm. I mean, he's truly awful in this episode. Um, and I think that like, uh, I mean, maybe we can rate at the end of season three which episode he's truly the worst in because I might make an argument for the next episode that this is his worst episode. Mm-hmm. Um, but but I think that like I don't think that this episode needed to go down like this. I think that you could have put these characters in a situation where they all had to be together and deal with each other and you could have really like fleshed out where all this tension is. I totally agree. I mean, like just a group project at school like would have been yeah. like a better scenario, you know, like I do think that they needed all the com- like Andy and Pacey to have a conversation and, you know, and like some and highlight the tension between um, Pacey and Dawson and then like yeah. where Joey stands after this like ultimatum that Dawson issued her, you know, and even where that puts Jack and Jen within this mm-hmm. and then Jen with her own problems. Yeah. Where she is. Right. Like, exactly. I mean, yeah, I yeah. think there's an episode in there that doesn't uh, like group project detention i mean we can put them all in detention again you know like yeah any one of those things where you're just like there are ways in which high school kids get lumped together and have to fucking deal with each other that is not one character trying to like mortally injure another one yeah it's just like she says do we need another episode of dawson being an insensitive manipulative jerk and it's like i don't think i know i don't want to ever see an episode like that i don't want that i don't (laughs) i am not team dawson and i don't want to see that yeah it's just so much more compelling to have there be no easy answers and like you know to have there be like like more authentic consequences to whatever choice Joey makes, you know, mm-hmm. like mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. it's just like, Oh, the consequences she lose her friendship with Dawson. Well, like we don't see Dawson being a good friend to anyone really. So and- like, 
that those stakes don't really feel that high to me. And at the same time, like this whole season, all we've been talking about is how far apart Dawson and Joey feel. So like, is it that you don't want to admit that you're kind of not friends or you're not the same friends that you used to be? Is like that the problem? That's an interesting problem. Mm hmm. That's a really interesting problem when you have grown apart, but don't want to really admit how far apart you've grown. I mean, that's realistic and interesting. <laughs> I'll take yeah. that, you know? Um, and, and so, yeah, I agree. Well, it's also you. would be interesting to see Dawson be this like really mean person and to Joey of like, you know, I'm not going to be there when he breaks your heart. You're going to have no friends, but then see. Hang on. Sorry. That, sorry. You know, to, have Dawson say like, you're not going to, I'm not going to be there when he breaks your heart. You're going to have no friends, but kind of see that like in his quest for controlling Joey, he's the one who has no friends. Absolutely. I mean, I, and that I'm here for. I'm yeah, here for that narrative. It's so interesting. Exactly. I agree. I, I agree. I, I, yeah. And I think you're right. Um, Tom, Tamara, sorry. Is that, is that the name? Tamara, yeah, so. Tamara, tomorrow. <laughs> yeah. Um, apologies. Please yeah. let us know if you um, she write us back. did say it was like the teacher. <laughs> okay, tomorrow. So, so, um, you know, I think I think you're right. I don't think we needed this exact episode. And I actually think, as much as like, you know, I've I've stated what I think my least favorite episode of the season is, um, but and this is not it because I actually it's as I was telling Aaron it's like um it's like a kind of I feel like I hate watching it but like it does serve a purpose mm. I think this one's a little hard because it, I think the purpose could have been served better in a different narrative yeah and it's not the same as to green with love where like what was served didn't have to be through this like really racist storytelling you know it's the yeah. same thing we're like this like do I think this could have been served a little bit differently yes but like you also kind of like like I just I really do fundamentally think that they were like we're worried that like they're not the the audience isn't going to believe this you know and so yeah. they really needed to make Dawson be really mean yeah yeah and I I think that that was a misstep yeah, mm -hmm. yeah. I totally agree totally all right well, thank you for listening. I hope y'all had a good Thanksgiving, if that's yeah. your vibe. Um, and you're staying safe, wearing your mask. Um, let's abolish the Electoral College. We could do it, you know? Yeah. Uh, <laughs> um, and support Georgia if you can, gasenate.com. Mm -hmm. uh, you can find us on Instagram and Twitter at Dawson's Critique. You can email us, dawsonscritique at gmail.com. Uh, you can follow my Finsta at Aaron.hensley. We want to shout out our boy Kilia, who made our theme song. You can find him on Instagram at go freaking crazy. Um, you can order our book wherever you get books. It'll make a great holiday gift if you do that. <laughs> and, and let's shout out this week, uh, White Whale Bookstore in Pittsburgh, Pennsylvania. That is a, a lovely little um, indie bookstore there. Um, and uh, yeah. Uh, awesome. Yes. Yeah. I remember everything. Life Lessons from Dawson's Creek. And we have merch now. You can find that 
um, link in our bio. <laughs> yeah, we forget what the link is, but it's in our bio. Um, please like us, subscribe, write a review wherever it is you get your podcasts. Uh, thank you so much to those of you who have. We really appreciate it and helps us immensely and also gives us a little pick me up when we read the nice ones. And, and we really appreciate that. Um, we would like to thank, as always, Andrew Bush, who records us in normal times. And we cannot wait for normal times to return so that we can um, not have to deal with these fucking microphones on our desks uh you can find me online at pesty 1079 on twitter and instagram rare bird books can be found online at rarebirdlit.com or on social media at rarebirdlit this has been a rare bird production i don't want to wait for our lives to be over i want to go right now